That being said, Jared Leto, all the all that being said, I, we do find you guilty as charged for being a douche. Welcome back, buckaroos. Buckle up. It's a season two kickoff of Battle of the Douchebags, episode one. Joined today by Dan from MMO.show. You know him, you love him. And of course, returning champions, Booberry and Lavish of Behind the Schemes. And I'm your other host, Sir Seat Sitter. We're here to bring eight douches head to head. Might even give them some head. Coming up first, we're looking at Jordan Peterson versus Logan Paul. Then up next, we got Glenn Beck versus Andrew Tate. Then Jada Pinkett, Jada Pinkett Smith versus Michael Moore. And last up, it's Joe Scarborough versus Barbara Streisand. <laughs> what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to head on over to at lavish at noagendasocial.com. Give him a follow. He's going to be hosting the polls that you're going to vote in. And uh, if you want to send boosts in during the show, give us your feedback, give us your comments. You need to boost those into the BTS, the Behind the Schemes Boosts. Uh, don't send the boost to me. Send them over there. I'll take Lavish. the PayPal, though. Fuck them. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Dude, I'm excited. We're back. We're back after an 8 to 12 month hiatus, I think. Has it really Holy been a year? shit. It's been a while. Damn. It's It's been since May, I think, was the last... I don't know. Eight months, maybe? Yeah. That sounds about right. Shit. Dan, well, I'm glad you can Well, you can't keep it. a good douche down. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I'll crack a beer to that. Fuck. All right. Well, I do have some uh, people to thank because I haven't been doing, well, I haven't done a show in a while because some of you may or may not know fishtank.live has been dot-living it up. So, um, and of course, as as Lavish and I discussed, um, after I thank the people, we're going to do a day-by-day recap of fish tank because uh, that's what my listeners been wanting so we think lavish that'll probably take we could probably rat, do that in like an hour maybe an hour and a half and then we'll the get whole right se- into the series in an back. hour wow <laughs> well that's because well you and i talked about this lavish we already pulled clips so that's true we have clips we have true. recaps we have screenshots so we'll do a day-by-day recap of the last 20 days of fish tank and then we'll start ballad douchebags that sound good to everybody yeah yep. sounds great yeah yep. yeah. Cool. yeah 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 okay. yeah great nice work Oh shit! Uh, yeah. But before we before we do that, uh, let me get let me thank some people here. Um, we had, of course, Servito. Oh, sorry, the man formerly known as Servito. I think he goes by Cousin Vito now. I don't mean to dead name him, dead name him post op or post transition, but uh, he sent in a note and he said, "Chris, I hope you pulled your head out of the fish tank and can focus on the douchebag mission." Three exclamation Wrong. points. Wrong. <laughs> you knocked it out of the park on Douchebag Season 1, and the sophomore curse is working against you. Good luck tomorrow. We're all counting on you, Cousin Vito. And he sent a uh, link to the airplane clip. Well, we're, Good luck. We're all counting on you. It's a five-second mm-hmm. YouTube video. That was a donation for $20.24. Probably a reference to the year, but I'm no numeratrician. And uh, shit, man. Thank you. Thank you, Vito. Uh, by the way, Vito, the... Uh, originator of the Dollar Douche Pledge, which uh, I think we can say is still active. That's $1 for every douche that's been brought. The Dollar Douche Pledge. He, um, he's he been going strong on that. 
And then also coming out the gates, money, uh, get the uh, boobs, get that money karma ready if you have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, donated weeks ago, but I haven't done a show since then. Larry Blightner of That Larry Show and Planet Rage yeah, yeah. came in with $100. Here comes the money. Woo! Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. How did America get so stupid? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Larry's, uh, I've said before and I'll say it again. Larry, if it's not, if he's not down, recorded down in the history books of most legendary broadcasters of all time, history was lying. And I'll, uh, you can put that on my tombstone. You can put quotes around that, put my name under it, put it on my tombstone. That guy is the man. Just writing that down. And that catches us up on, uh, that catches us up on donations. Should we just jump right into a battle? Oh, I love it. Hell yeah. One production note, though. During that, my audacity crashed, and I lost. I got you. I got a backup recorder recording. going. Woo! Thank God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm high. Well, uh, first off, first off, I believe that means it's Jordan Peterson versus Logan Paul. And courtesy of Gal hanging out in hashtag green room and so many other channels on the zero node, we have Logan Paul coming up first to the stand. Oh, All right. That is that is my guy then. Uh well, this is an honor to kick off season two. Thank you for having me, Chris. Booberry uh Lavish, great to be in your presence as well. Well, thanks Hell for yeah. being here. Of course, of course. Uh before we start, I'd like to give you all uh one of these. You've got giant penis. Delicious. Nice work. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> mm, thank you. <laughs> so so, so those of you that, that don't know or maybe don't know, uh, probably the younger people or the older people in the audience that don't know, Logan Paul is a social media influencer and a vlogger and a grade A champion level douche, in my humble opinion. Um. He primarily got his uh, his notoriety on YouTube, and um, he's a prime example of why 13-year-old senses of humor uh, should never be rewarded, because uh, you get this. And so I'm going to give you a quick example of what one of his blogs, vlogs, sounds like. So have a listen to this. Yo, good morning, little gang. <laughs> so it's Sunday? Sunday fun day? Sunday fun day. So good, so good. Hey, how about that little jingle? Okay, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm done faking. I'm tired, man. I'm real tired. It's like, uh, what is it, 9 a.m.? And now I'm gonna eat some breakfast in the form of these here eggs. That's right, guys. I'm making breakfast for the first time in a long time. This is me trying to adult. <laughs> Copyright free. Oh, look who's in the door now, bitch. I did it, dude. I made my eggs, mushrooms, and spinach. And now I'm gonna chow. Okay, here's what's happening today. Ow. Right now, Ow. um, actually, five minutes ago, I should have been headed to my brother's house. Jake Paul, you guys might know him as a Dirk on Disney Channel's Bizarre Bark. He does things like he does this thing, he goes, here we go. Which is cool, you know? It's cool that my brother's a Disney star, but I am an ex Vine star. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that. Anyways, yeah, I'm gonna be a little late as usual. I mean, you guys are witnessing it. I got stuff right. to do, like eat, and then I will go to Jake's. Right, I'm, just, I'm gonna stop it right there. I think you guys get the get I, the point. Just random. Was, oh, go ahead. That, 
I was just going to say that there was 20 different versions back to back of it's a callback, but uh, the Taco Tuesday thing that Lavish brought of LeBron on Battle of Douchebags episode one. Yeah. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Just a bunch of that, dude. Oh, yep. my God. So uh, that's all he does is he kind of makes those sounds, <laughs> makes sounds in the microphones. Uh, and he has hacked the YouTube algo to be loved by 13 year olds and uh, inspires the entire inspired the entire Gen Z and probably Gen A population uh, into being complete and utter uh, assholes and douchebags to the point that it's it should be a crime, it should be a, a travesty. You know, well, and if his I, like, direct, if his target audience is thirteen-year-olds, the one thing that won me over to Logan Paul first off was, well, besides him having Tim Dillon on as a guest, was he had uh, porn star legend Riley Reed on as a guest and got her to deep throat the whole microphone. Mm-hmm. And uh, if your target audience is thirteen-year-olds, maybe that's not great. <laughs> no, well, the the problem is is that he has so, such a large influence. <laughs> like they're like, this is funny. I mean, have you ever met a thirteen-year-old? I, I like Al Qaeda more than I like thirteen-year-olds. <laughs> Worse, yeah, yeah. and that's so, the opinion uh, of this broadcast network. That's right. All I donations speak for us all. I speak for all of No Agenda when I say that. All donations and boosts today are going straight to Al Qaeda. They used to go to Hamas, but yeah. So I don't know. I've got another clip. I don't know if we want to do one for one. How many clips we're playing per round? You know, it's the 10 minutes. You, you kind of got the floor. Yeah, it's, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. As a matter of fact, should I be timing? Is I, anybody I've timing got a, these rounds? I got the timer going. Okay. Yeah, it's, right. kind of, it's kind of a, a 10 minute long uh, set per person, and roughly you want around three minutes worth of clips. Sure. And I, I think or less, I have that. Or less. Okay. Yeah. So I've got uh, that first clip, and then I'll have this second clip. So uh, Logan Paul has also ventured into the music genre. And his music is very similar uh, to his vlog style. Uh, terrible. Um, but again, appealing towards a uh, 13-year-old. So have a listen to this. This is called It's Everyday Bro. And it's by Logan Paul. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Can't handle this. Y'all can't. Y'all don't know what's about to happen, baby. Team 10. Los Angeles, Cali boy. But I'm from Ohio, though. White boy. It's everyday, bro, with the Disney Channel flow. Five mil on YouTube in six months. Never done before. Pest all the competition, man. PewDiePie is next. Man, I'm popping all these checks. Got the brand new Rolex. And then Matt the Lambo, too. And they're coming with the crew. This is Team 10, bitch. Who the hell up the bitch? Bullshit. And you know I kick them out. Best line right at the end. Shit on Twitter too, but you still hit my phone last night. It was 52 and I got the text approved and all the recordings too. Don't make me tell them the truth. And I just dropped some new merch and they're selling like a god church. And I just got some new merch and they're selling like a god church. Church. <laughs> oh, because God and tr- okay. Yes. Yeah, all right. See? Very well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep. No, 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 no. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, like, what I need to do to prove. I feel like I've presented enough evidence here um, for this guy to be a grade A douche. Um, but there, there's plenty more. If you bring this guy to the next round, I'm telling you, he has committed travesties beyond comprehension. And a strong I yield start. My time. Strong, I yield strong my time. start. Thank you. Uh, thanks to the gentleman from uh, from Missouri. Thank you. 
Inanna. Excellent. So that's Logan Paul to kick us off. Yes, sir. And now I suppose we'll go against his competitor, uh, Jordan B. Peterson. Jordan B. Who was brought by? Hello? Did we lose a source or seat sitter? Do we lose her seat sitter? <laughs> Fuck, I've been just talk I've been just talking and talking. <laughs> Unmute that tab. I would say I'm rusty because I don't do uh I haven't done a show in a while, but then I was like, well, I would I when I was doing three shows a week, I would still mute myself. So what am I talking about? <laughs> um Dan, I was saying that uh while Logan Paul is a solid, a very solid pick, uh, and he is very douchey, I don't think he holds a candle to JBP. 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 Yeah, Jordan B. Peterson. Where the B stands uh, for Bucko. Listen, Bucko. I can't really put into words why I despise this guy, but um, he had a tweet re- recently that I think just sums it up fairly nicely. Um, he was being, he was very upset that someone made a deep fake audio of him criticizing Israel, which has since been removed because he requested that Twitter now known as X remove that tweet. But this tweet reads, and it's still up from Jordan Peterson. Uh, he was the tweet before that. He was clarifying that, Oh, like I didn't say this. I, I really support Israel. I, I love Israel. And uh, a follow up tweet. I'll read here. The production of such fakes should be a crime with a mandatory 10 year sentence. This tech is dangerous beyond belief. That was from March 4th, March 4th, 2023 by Jordan Peterson there. Now, uh, there might be a reason that he would take this type type of sentiment, and it might be because of his new boss. Uh, so we'll just, uh, this is from an ad from Daily Wire Plus. Why did I decide to do this? And what does Daily Wire Plus offer? First, I like working with Ben Shapiro and his crew. Second... I like the unabashedly shameless capitalist ethos of the Daily Wire crew. They made me a great deal financially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 and that's it. That's all I have to say about Jordan Peterson for round one. I'm, I'm, uh, I think that I'm going to save my, save my big guns for later. Well, shit. Should I go ahead and hit you with another? Here comes the money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank God for Ben Shapiro. <laughs> All right. Well, so does that kick off our first round of uh, BOTD? I believe it does. All right. So if you want to vote, you got to get over to noagendasocial.com. You can follow me at Lavish. Uh, we'll be putting up these, uh, these, these poll deals here where you can vote for your favorite. You have five minutes to do that. And I am dropping it, the first one, now. <laughs> and I will... Put it here in the troll room for everybody who's in the troll room. Uh, you get in there and you can vote. Logan Paul versus Jordan B. Peterson. Who's it going to be? Who shall it be? That's mm. right. So I, I don't know. I think Jordan Peterson has done. He has attempted to help the youth, and I feel like Logan Paul has done nothing but try to destroy <laughs> the youth. <clears throat> I don't know. Has Jordan has Jordan Peterson ever sat down? Oh yeah, I should open the phone lines, huh? Give this yeah, number, number you, and call people. Let's get some call people that in here. Get that do not disturb off. Yeah, that number is uh eight six five four six five two six seven one. 
6271? Right away. Now I'm fucking it up. Caller, you're on the air. Bell douchebags. Season two, episode one. How are we looking? What are we thinking? Oh man, I think Logan Paul's gonna crush it this first round, man. You made a crucial mistake, man. You you can't save them clips for later. This seemed like dead six to me going in. This seems like oh. dead six, I said. I don't know who's the bigger douche. I'm going to let the clips decide. We got a bunch of clips coming up. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I think that we'll be hearing a little bit of Logan Paul from a, a certain uh, forest in a certain Asian country later on. That's what I think. Well, you are. That guy is spot on. Deustradamus. That's my prediction. All right. Mm, excellent I, prediction, caller. I, I like that caller. Anything else? We have another call coming in. Drop him. Uh, no, that's all from me. <laughs> Thank you, caller. We love you. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Battle of douchebags. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, my, my pick is uh, Jordan Peterson, eh? Hey, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is that? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, like, uh, we all think about, we all like him here in Canada. Clinical psychologist of 30-plus years, Jordan B. Peterson. Why? Well, all Canadians think of that, buddy. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. None <laughs> of us like yeah, eh? We got another call. We got, oh, they, they hung up. Never mind. How are you doing today? Oh, shit. Oh. Dude, when you, the day Google started letting you just have a bunch of calls on hold, was, I rue that day. How do you turn that off? Still can't figure it out. All right, two minutes left in the two vote minutes here. Left, people. Two minutes oh, left, shit. people. Uh, and uh, if you if you prefer out what website to vote at. When in doubt, go to Snopes.com. Go to Snopes.com backslash B-O-T-D B-T-D-B two hyphen. What? The fact that you don't know what it is is not evidence that you know what it is. Caller, you're on the air. Battle of the douchebags. Yo, Cold Acid, here. Yeah, Yo, uh, Coldy. I felt that the I felt that the Logan Paul stuff for this round was uh, was pretty weak because uh-huh. uh, because I mean it didn't feel like uh, it didn't feel like uh, it was winning material when I know that Logan Paul's got stuff that fuck gold would get platinum right. Uh, so he's my tip pick, even though the even though the Peterson stuff was uh, was a bit nastier uh, for what was presented this round. This so sounds Paul's like Jordan Peterson. Are you <laughs> pretending to be cold yeah. acid? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think Peter- Peterson sounded worse this round, but Logan Paul is clearly the biggest douchebag to ever douche. Oh. Bold Buddy. statement. I was I was bringing uh, pistol caliber rounds this round. I got some nukes later on. Trust me. <laughs> oh, Save yeah, I stash. know. I'm just saying you should you should you should have led with your best. Fucking lead with the okay. napalm, man. It's my first time. Banana chip. Yeah, my first time. <laughs> there's, no, there's no kill like overkill. <laughs> I guess not. Anyhow, I brought them all out here into the middle of nowhere. Oh boy, we've got 35 seconds left. 35 seconds left on this vote. Pete, <laughs> peace out. I'll leave it for someone else to ring in. All right, thanks, Coldy. All right, people. You want to have your voice heard? You still have a chance. NoGendaSocial.com at Lavish.
guess I was wrong when I said I never promised anyone. <laughs> you gotta go, Peterson. You gotta go, Jordan Peterson. We gotta go, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson all the way. Fuck gold. Fuck gold. What? <laughs> Fuck gold. He says. And that's it. Needed? It's closed. Uh, with 72% of the vote, Logan Paul will be continuing on to round two of Battle of the Douchebags. I am douchetorious. Oh! Douchetorious. Turns out that being a clinical psychologist and actually helping people lead better lives for the better part of multiple <laughs> decades was not going to beat Logan Paul. <laughs> Sorry. He does have a funny voice, though. Uh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> sad. Sad. It's a sad day for science all around. Mm. Douchebag. Beautiful. Did you meet yourself again, Chris? <laughs> Stop watching Fish Tank. We're doing a show. Jesus Isn't Christ. Is he the host of this? <laughs> Dude, I'm, your having idea, so Chris. Many good, I'm having so many good one-liners that are just going into the ether. <laughs> And the worst part is I won't even remember. Man. Well, I was yeah. If you, if, in case anybody was not sitting right next to me and didn't hear me, I was just uh, congratulating Dan on the Logan Paul victory, and uh, I you. played this. Well, we heard that. Yeah, and uh, I do uh, request one playout clip from Jordan Peterson. Go for it. Maybe Granted. maybe a couple ISOs. Um, yeah, yeah. But just uh, it's traditional around here. I think I'll just uh, I think I'll just do a little bit of this clip. It's not it's three minutes, but I'll play the first maybe 30, 40 seconds. Begs the question, what do you mean by happen? Because when you are dealing with fundamental realities and yes. you pose a question, yes. you have to understand that mm-hmm. the reality of the concepts of your question, when you're digging that deep, are just as questionable about as what you're questioning. You know, so people say to me, what do you do you believe in God? And I think, okay, there's a couple of mysteries in that question. What do you mean do? What do you mean you? you do. What do you mean believe? What do you mean and what mean? do you mean God? And you say as the questioner, well, we already know what all those things mean, yeah. except belief in God. And I think, no, if we're going to get down to the fundamental brass tacks, we don't really know what any of those things mean. That's, uh, yeah. This guy walks around. He's he's just pukes into a giant salad spinner, a bunch of words, spins it up, and just sprays that diarrhea all over YouTube. And he gets promoted like crazy. And uh, you know, he couldn't stack up to Logan Paul, but he's still a fucking douchebag. You have no idea how much I of a douchebag he is. I don't disagree. He's part of the influservative movement. Mm, that's a great word. And he's yes. a multimillionaire and cries. He, cry, he, he cries, cries a lot. <laughs> a lot. Of the individual. That's a real clip of him crying about the individual. Of the individual. That's uh, a real clip. Tears the individual, no. no. Of the individual. You have no uh, idea. Yeah, all right. Well, that's um, on to the next round, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Welcome Up to yours, subsection B. Moralists. We'll see who cancels who. <laughs> I love Crash Bandicoot. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, subsection B, round one. 
of Battle of the Douchebags, we have Glenn Beck versus Andrew Tate. And courtesy of Gal, we got Glenn Beck stepping down first. Oh, All GB. Right. All right. Um, well, let's. Uh, <clears throat> I guess. I guess I got to bring bigger guns than last time. I got a little too cocky. <laughs> let's. Um, let's do, do you want me to send you uh, my Glenn Beck seasteading clips? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I played. I'm behind the schemes. I played the uh, Glenn Beck uh, Israel Gog and Magog clips. Oh yeah. Normally. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have a lot of Glenn Beck versus Alex Jones. But I think I think I'm just you know what? I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna play a clip that I hadn't heard, but later realized, and the ending here is the kicker, the very last sentence in this is ISO'd all the time on OBDM, and until I found this call, I had never heard this clip. This is Glenn Beck losing it with a caller. Hi, Kathy, go ahead. Hi, Kath. Yeah, that's right, Glenn. I think you better pick your head up and put it back on your shoulders because it's yes. rolling all over the ground right now. Yes. We've got people out there that are really sick that do need health care. Oh, and my goodness. when people like you yes. turn around and mm-hmm. subject people yes. to this kind of rhetoric that oh don't God. have insurance oh. because they Wait. can't afford it and they've been laid off, I know. where do they get it? Where Actually, do they get it? You know, it? your family, let me yes. tell you something, Glenn. Yes. Obviously... Nobody uh-huh. in your family has had an illness that they no, could not My family has for. never, ever had an illness. You're right. And anybody, you you know what, Kathy, you are so right. No, no, no. Oh, they couldn't pay for it. Let me just tell you something. You are right. I read in the story all the time about the people who are dying on the streets because they can't go to a hospital and get health care. You're exactly right. We are letting people die left and right in this country afford anymore oh we can't they, afford anymore so you must of course be going bro oh, they can't afford right you're right and that's why the country can afford it the country can afford it don't worry about that going broke don't worry about that industrial country in this world in this that world doesn't have health care what the hell and is we are the only country in the world where leaders come from every other country to get health care <laughs> when they can't get the right kind of health care in their own country we have presidents we have prime ministers we have speakers of the parliament in australia that can't get the prostate treatments and have to come to this country to get it so you're right you're you're right. We should adapt all of those things. And Canada has a great health care. That's why people are suing. That's why in Canada they have a lottery. They have a lottery system. Who gets to go see a doctor this month in Canada? Go ahead. How about the Netherlands? Glenn. How about the Netherlands? Yeah, how about France and Italy where you just go in and sign a in paper Fran- you're right. and the doctors you don't have to so... fight with the insurance companies? Tell me, Kathy, about the insurance program that they do have in France. Tell, tell me about it. You, uh, There are people that go over there. Mm-hmm. And they are on vacation. Mm-hmm. If they have a problem, <laughs> all they have to do is walk into the clinics or the hospitals and sign their name. The doctors oh do not have to be bothered signing insurance forms. So in other words, so in other words a person... Hang on, I want to make sure I understand so a non-citizen <laughs> can go over to a hospital and walk in and get emergency treatment. That never happens here. I'm asking you a logical question. I'm giving you a logical answer. You don't have logic. You're right. Where's your logic? What would you do? I'm asking you, what would you do 
to change this health care system for the better. After all, every time you people bring up costs, you don't care about the trillions of dollars to develop the banks and all the, uh, the, the credit card companies. Kathy, get off my phone! Get off my phone, you I don't care! You people don't care about the trillions! <laughs> I'm gonna lose wow. my mind today. You want a piece of me, bitch? <laughs> I fuck you, you stupid cunt. I, I gotta. Can oh I play like? God. Can I just play the last like ten seconds of that again? It's too good. Yeah, and then I'm done. <laughs> Hi, Kathy. Let me, uh, let's go. Uh, the credit card company. Kathy, get off my phone! Get off my phone, you little pinhead! Little pinhead. I don't care. You people don't care about the trillions. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind today. Uh, well, yeah, I didn't. I guess in hindsight, I didn't really introduce Glimbeck as well as I should have. But um, I guess two, the most two important things to know about him is well, three. Number one, he's a Mormon. Number two, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Or he, he well he married into Mormonism I guess. Ooh, oh, it's even uh, worse. Uh, and uh, number two, he was probably the biggest uh, conservative with the biggest megaphone, calling for Alex Jones deplatforming. And um, number three, he was anti Ron Paul and anti Trump until it was convenient for him to be pro those two things, and that's going back. All right. Filthy. All righty. Hmm. All right. The gentleman from Tennessee gives up his time. Sorry, I don't mean to talk to you guys. I should stop doing that. Um, <laughs> let's see here. So that leads us to his competitor. That would be uh, Andrew Tate. Yes. The Tate. Wow. The Tatenator. The fucking Brazilian misbehaving kickboxer. Chess champion extraordinaire, a genius in his own right. What does he do for a job? You go to your job. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, <laughs> boss. Yeah, this is a guy that doesn't have a job. He doesn't have to worry about a boss because he is the top G. He is the man in charge. And uh, let's. Let's get a feel for what it might be like to wake up in Andrew Tate's shoes. Imagine this. You wake up in the morning and you're Tate. I know it's hard for you, but let's, let's, let's try and do it bit by bit. You wake up. Open your eyes. Bitch here. The bitch here. Move them hoes out of the way. You walk to the bathroom. You're six foot three. Built like Hercules. Caramel. You check the bank, full of money. You go outside, walk out into your house, couple more bitches cleaning up, obviously. Out to the pool, one of 11 cars to drive. You pick up a $6,000 Armani shirt and you put it on. Why the fuck are you going to button it up? I mean, technically, I don't button up my denim vest, but I guess to each their own. And, uh... <laughs> God. That sounds like John C. Dvorak's life. This, this I, guy's awesome. Yeah, I think so. Let's uh, let's continue on. I understand 
that I am too brilliant a man, too of perfect individual. every single metric, too big, too strong, too smart, I can fight too well, I'm caramel, I'm beautiful, it would be a shame for me to not service these females. I am a gift to females created by the one above. That's what I am. So what am I going to do? Stay at home and bang a six and save my money? No. No, no way. <laughs> no way. I mean, like. A conservative is... strategy, but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold him tight. What is, he talking to... what is he talking about when he says he's caramel? Because he said that twice. I He would be referring to the uh, the uh, the tone of his skin, the, the skin color. Oh. Yeah. He's kind of got like a permanent tan uh, situation going down. Um, my stage name in Hollywood would be Caramel Gibson. Mine would be mm. Vanilla Paste. <laughs> and uh, that's probably what it tastes like, too. Um, I did. <laughs> now, I mean, this guy, he is. He is a gift to the opposite gender. I mean, there's no denying that. Um, especially when you hear him describe such a uh, naughty behavior don't challenge me you're effectively challenging me to a fight now you're gonna, you're saying I, I wouldn't cry you're challenging me to a fight you're saying i can't hurt you you're out of your fucking mind because it's not gonna be like oh hurt them enough so they enjoy it no i'm just gonna straight hurt you i don't even have to fuck you forget the sex part that's a distraction my dick can stay in my pants i'll just start beating the shit out of you how about that we walk in the bedroom i start kicking your ass yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. You have no idea. Some women are into getting the shit out of them. And I th- That's true. I think where I failed uh to really to to really sort of illuminate where his vast amounts of purported wealth came from, it came from the internet. Uh like so many other of his modern day contemporaries. And uh is anybody here familiar with how he got his scratch? I think he has some weird stuff going on. I don't think he even owns most of those cars and stuff he flashes around. I yeah, think he does I mean, rentals and shit. Yeah, <laughs> he's got those on, on lease. Yeah, he's a yeah. serial renter. <laughs> so I don't know how much money he actually has, but he got him. He got it from... Uh, pin- well, <clears throat> am I going to step on this if I answer your question? No. I, where he I, got his money? I. He- you were going in the right direction. It did come from the internet, and it did come from pimping women. Overall, cam, if you're, cam a pimp, girls. you're a positively inspirational and motivating person. Yeah. Cam girls. Imagine one day you're sitting in Paris. You're sitting there having a fucking coffee. Terrorists roll through. Oh, wait. Nope. I'm sorry. Let's back that up. We're going to go to this one. The first big money I ever made in my life. I first became a multimillionaire by running a webcam studio. So I had beautiful women sitting on computers talking to guys on webcams from all around the world. That's how I first made my money. And at one point, I had 75 women in four locations working for me, which was stressful and the, wor- the wrong way to do it. I ended up removing my army and going to special forces of around 15 people, 15 girls. And me and my brother made a lot of money doing that. But the PhD course, the Pippin Ghost degree, was teaching me, was teach- me teaching people how I managed females in those scenarios. Right, we're going to pause here for a second because he just said the PhD degree, which stands for uh, pimps. Be hard dick. <laughs> pimps, oh. hoes, and dicks, uh, and that's Got part of English. that's part of the stuff that you can get through his online course. If you go to Hustlers uh, Hustlers University, it's a Discord server that you can sign up for fifty dollars a month. It's a steal. 
how I controlled their emotions, how I convinced them to work and give me most of their money, how I convinced them to share me with other women, why they obeyed me. So it was never so much about out there picking up girls. It was actually yeah. something else. It was more about the psychology of things. And I was saying, look, I'm a theorist. Here's the theory. Yeah. That's fine. And he's managed to be quite successful just doing that. If he were to start lying and saying, I'm fucking all these 15 year old, not 15, sorry, 16 year old women or 18 year old women, whatever the law is in America. He corrected 18? it to 16. It's 18. Oops. 18. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's legal in my state, but still, it's not something to brag about. Jesus. Not 15, sorry. 16 year old women or 18 year old women, whatever the law is in America. 18? It's 18 usually. You're 18. married at 16. I think. All right. In Romania, 16. Sorry. Yeah. So um, if I'm fucking all these 18-year-old women, blah, blah, blah. Well, then he's added a bunch of lies on top of the character. I don't understand why. Yeah. I think if you truly have something to say, you truly understand the game, you don't need to tell a bunch of lies. Once you start saying you're a playboy and you're slaying pussy, well, now you have a huge issue. And the issue is, where's your proof? Receipts. Receipts. I'm the only guy on Twitter who's putting up pictures of him with hot girls. Yeah. But if you're not, not going to kick her out for, for certain things... Then she's going to continue to do certain things. I get these messages all the time from guys. Hey, I got this girlfriend. I really like her, but she has these male friends. Make her choose. You are the friends. She's going to fuck one of them eventually otherwise. Like, what are you delaying this for? If you, if you are arguing about male friends and she continues to want these male friends, she obviously is going to get drunk one night and suck some dick. We know that. You know that. Everyone knows that. So tell her, choose me or the male friends. If she chooses the male friends and walks out on you, you've saved yourself a whole ton of time. Yep. Oh, yeah, time-saving tips from Andrew Tate. A.K.A. Mr. Shit King Shit Pussy. And you did hear him correct with that uh, slip of the tongue there, having to quickly save himself from 15-year-olds to 16-year-olds. Uh, and, um, and... Uh, 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 um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's one way that he got most of his money. Um, and we'll come to find uh, later on that uh, he actually was very actively involved with communicating with the people that were utilizing the services of said webcam girls. So it's going to get juicy. That is yeah. gay! <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Um, I think that's, just that's to, to round this off, the I will say... That in case of a shit hits a fan moment, this is the type of dude that you would want around. Imagine one day you're sitting in Paris, you're sitting there having a fucking coffee, and terrorists roll through with AKs, and the person next to you has their brains blown. You're gonna stand there and be like, waiting to die like a motherfucker. I'm gonna be like, bang, oh, I've seen that before. Okay, boom, boom, duck and dive in, take one terrorist out, next, get the AK, go Rambo, take out all of fucking Pakistan with a Jeep. I don't play games. So I desensitize myself to these things so that if I ever see them in real life, they do not scare me. There you go. Andrew Tate, everybody. You're ugly. You're disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me $200. <laughs> Simple. Tate, man. Tater tot. Tate it up. Tate in the chat. Tate mm. plus plus. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this guy's Tate. I'm telling you, he's got, he's got that same 13-year-old thing. Like that, <laughs> that a whole idea of being like, as soon as a terrorist shoots my mom in the head i'm gonna go ham on him yeah (laughs) (laughs) overall if you're a pimp you're a positively inspirational and motivating person Uh, motivating thank you thank you tate positively inspirational motivating person wow acronym i've God, I'm. It'll be at the end of the show, but I'm really sad that Tate and Jordan Peterson didn't up, end up facing off because I have so many clips of Jordan Peterson crying about Andrew Tate. I don't respect pimps. I don't respect, and I think it's one of the most contemptible things you can be 
Superman. All right, let's open these votes up. All right, all right, all right. So, round one here, Glenn Beck versus Andrew Tate. The vote is going out right about now. You've Ready? got five minutes. Go! Five and minutes. Phone, I'm putting in the troll room. Those phone lines will be open. That's 865-465-6271. 865-465-6271. Phone lines are open. Give us a call. Tate or Peterson? JBP or AT? Nope. Uh, Glenn Becker. Uh, Glenn Becker, Andrew Tate. Jordan Peterson already lost. I still have him on the mind. I haven't gotten over it, okay? I'm still <laughs> Glenn Beck. Oh, Lordy. Uh, R.I.P. JPP. JPP, R.I.P. A.T.W.D.A.P.F.T.P. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 I gotta say that Glenn Beck clip was pretty good though. The the screaming and the the high pitched voices and <laughs> I want to oh I want to give credit where credit is due. You gotta bring him back with your calls. Uh, yeah. uh, dude, Glenn Beck is. I I will say one thing. I did. I have to give him credit for. I hated. I hate the fake crying. But one thing I gotta give him credit for is he would pull up that red phone on the air and be like. Oh, I guess it's true what I'm saying about Obama because here's the phone and he isn't picking up. Caller, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Caller. Why Hello. are you yelling? Hello? 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 It's... <laughs> I I was pretty impressed by that high note that Glenn Beck hit with that scream at the end there. That <laughs> Whatever the hell he did. I'm going to lose my mind today. <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> Get off my phone, you pinhead. Get off my pinhead. <laughs> Are you going pinhead? Oh. And it, we I, will. He is, I mean, every time I, every time I see him in the studio, he looks like a douche because he's got that white microphone. Mm. And then he's, he's got that Hanging from the white ceiling. hair that he probably gets like, he probably gets his hair dyed grayer just to oh. match his microphone or whiter. Do you remember his Colonel Sanders era? Where he had exa- yeah, he, he had, had the glasses that. and everything, the white suit, the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I he do definitely declare. wears white sunglasses. <laughs> uh, I do declare. Dude, that's great. So who you, who you voting for? Who you think it's going to win? I take take. I think Fuck take you! Though, I'm hanging because... up. <laughs> Get her, car. Get my surprised by this. Because he's such a big dude, over you know, like. That, like his fucking objectification. Yeah, brother, I really want to hear what you have to say, but it's weird. Like it's like you're moving the phone away or putting it into your shirt. Can you not hear me? No, I can hear you. I just don't want to hear you. I just don't want to unmute your tab caller. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see. Oh man, what did women ever do for you, caller? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, they made me a sandwich. Okay. Well. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang up. Hang up on them. Uh. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> Ooh. There goes groceries for this week. 
Yikes. Uh, Yikes. <laughs> Xi Jinping sends his regards. <gasps> whoa, 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 whoa. Sends his regards. Like, uh... <laughs> oh, okay. I refreshed. It looked like Glenn Beck had a hundred, or like Andrew Tate had a hundred percent of the votes for a second there, but. No, fuck that. That's no way. <laughs> no way. I'm going to vote if that's about to happen. I wonder if Andrew Tate, does he drop the T in his own last name when he says his fucking last name? Andrew, Andrew Tate. <laughs> oh, well, caller, we got another call on the line. Let's, uh, we'll go ahead and let you go. Thanks for uh, tuning in and, and voting along, and let's see what the next caller's got. But but get Ben Glenn Ben Glack is definitely a douche. <laughs> ben Glack, caller Ben Glack. All right, thirty seconds left, boys. Thirty seconds left to vote. Oh shit! Get in there and vote. Thank you, caller. Vote or die. Vote it up. Oh yeah, that's the P Diddy song, right? Vote or die. Vote or die. Ben Glack. People have to stop tweeting this nonsense. I was going to tweet this too. Maybe I should. Let me just show you some fun stuff I found on Twitter. What prompted you to, to tweet that? <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Services. And gentlemen, with eighty. Oh God! Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> one second. Eighty-three percent of the vote. Andrew Tate. Ooh. Wins. Fuck you! I'm quitting the show. I'm quitting the show right now. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. We got that's right, Dick. Will the top G be the top D? Well, that's Andrew Tate W right there, boys. And you know what that means? That means I gotta find song again. I have too many tabs. You know what? I'll just do it with my mouth. That's pretty good, right? Douchebag. Well, uh, I I will need an ISO for that one. (laughs) Jordan Peterson is a very. uh, I have a lot of clips on him, so I want to say goodbye to him the right way. Caller. Caller, call us back on the next round, caller. I have to say, when it comes to Jordan Peterson, he cries a lot. He cries so much that it makes me want to cry because I see him crying, how much he's crying when he cries all the time. Cry, it cry, was cry. Glenn Beck again. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Beck, Beck just that's lost. Who I mean. I, that's who I mean because he's crying. He cries all the time, too. Glenn Beck cries all the time. Exactly. There were tears so I'm gonna leave that you ran with this. down my face, but I did not cry. This is, uh, you know what? Fuck that. I'll just play this. This is <laughs> this is uh, Glenn Beck responding to Alex Jones, responding to Glenn Beck, responding to Alex Jones. What am I avoiding? Uh, you know what you're avoiding. <laughs> He's just, it finally, it, well, it took Alex Jones uh, to <laughs> get to the bottom of who you are and what oh, you're all yeah. about. Right. Mm-hmm. What you're right. all about. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, This is a fascinating thing. Apparently, if anybody moves to Texas, they're moving in on Alex Jones' territory, and he's a little pissed off about it. So Glenn Beck's getting into AJ's turf because Glenn Beck was thinking about moving to Texas. That's what they think is going on.
That's yeah. weird because like millions of people are moving yeah. to Texas. Yeah, so are you talking a about lot this, of people. If you ta- are you talking about this thing that he did with with Ben Shapiro? Ben Shapiro and you. Yeah, and, yeah. And Ben. It, now it, I don't even know that he's moving to Texas, but no. no. But if he is, uh, so, that's a violation of Alex Jones's territory. Right now, uh, now here's the thing: if you watch this, was this not the most anti-Semitic? Terrifying! Oh, oh my God! Terrifying! Well, yeah, he calls him. Glimbeck said this Alex Jones video about him and Ben Shapiro was terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> Anti-Jesus, and he doesn't believe that Jesus is God, and they're atheist. Atheist. Yeah. He's he's a Jew, right? He's not what? an atheist. What do you mean? And he's and he's like, you don't come around here, boy, and infect us right. Christians, boy. Yeah. I mean it. It is. It's it is. Hardcore. It's really ugly. It's ugly. Really, really ugly. Um, and but he does expose you in a way that I know you didn't want to be exposed. Uh, <laughs> okay. He's he's talking about why it's important that we stop Ben Shapiro, and and you're obviously a part of it. Here's what he said. Here's why he's important. He's the next Glenn Beck. He's the next Judas Go. Judas He's Goat. the next guy to control the Christian conservative movement. Just like Glenn Beck went and married a Mormon to get the Mormon money, to have the Mormon cred. Two years before he married that lady, he was a shock jock, praising abortion, calling up other talk shows. Anyway, they go on. You get the idea. There is a lot of Alex Jones versus Glenn Beck content that you'll hear later. You're Jesus, right? uh, That eliminates me. So the champion is not me. We didn't have a bunch of fucking Nazis in this audience that would don't want to vote for any conservatives. No. Anyway, all right. That leads us. To, that leads us to uh, round three. Round three. Or sorry, round one. Round, round one win. C. Subsection three. Paraphrase chapter two, verse seven. And um and and that's right. Courtesy of the coin toss, lavish. You're up with Jada Pinkett Smith. All right, Jada Pinkett Smith. <sighs> You know her, you love her. It's Jada Pinkett Smith dehumanizing him and, and, yeah, and take it and take it his, his masculine. I want to quote Anna Navarro of The View. She said, "You are emasculating and embarrassing." Aww. 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 that's right. Oh, that's too bad. Well, as you know, Jada Pinkett Smith, the wife of Will Smith, a famous actress, most famous for being in The Nutty Professor. Uh, she uh, she caused a Will Smith to slap Chris Rock, etc. Everybody saw it last year. And all it came out was kind of her going on the news and being like, poor me, I've had such a hard life, and it's so hard being married to Will Smith, and but we love oh. each other, and we haven't been together for years, but I, he's still my husband. Uh, so I'll just play a couple of clips of, of, of my girl. This is on the red table, the famous interest red table. Just when somebody's riding with you no matter what. You can't know that. Until you go through this- through some stuff, you know. I don't want to go through this no more. I'm gonna get you back first. <laughs> I think you. <laughs> I think we're good on that. Okay. <laughs> okay, that might. That's probably true. That's you know. Um, and I don't think it's about. No, for me it is. Um, I'll give you that petty. <laughs> that's what you want. <laughs> uh, um, but you know, I will definitely say. Mm. You know. Twenty-five years and counting. Mm, we, we died, died together. together. Bad marriage for life. <laughs> Somebody help that man. Poor guy. Poor guy. 
<laughs> I want to talk about the book and the debate I had at dinner a couple of weeks ago with some friends. Because in the book, you say that you and Will decided to separate in every way except legally. Yeah. And y'all would have complete yeah. transparency. Is that Charlemagne no Gord? About Charlemagne Gord. Doing and whom y'all were doing it with. Right. And the debate we were having was, or well, earlier in the book, she said that they've never been in an open relationship. But isn't that an open relationship? Well, here's the difference between that. That's when you're you're in an open relationship and you are still intimate with each other, right? At that point, we went our separate ways. So it's as if mm. we are divorced, separated, and just trying to figure out how we're going to go about it. But mm. at that particular point in time, we were no longer relating in that way, mm. right? Um, because right. for us, it was over. It was done. So if you're in an open relationship, mm -hmm. that means that you are still in a relationship with one another. Romantically. Yeah, somewhere, romantically. Somehow, yeah. And you are okay with being with other people romantically. Like Y'all were separated, separated. We were separated. Like, done. Done, 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 done. Done, 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 done. Done, 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 done. Wow. And then she she goes on uh, the Breakfast Club and she she has this cackle. I gotta I gotta share the cackle with you. It's it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird. You know, it's interesting because you know when we used to watch Red Table Talk, people would be like, "Who is Jada Jada Pinkett?" Yeah, think off the drug dealer, yeah. called Jada. You give me drug dealer energy. I never I never when I when <laughs> I read that in the book, I was like, Jada Pinkett Smith was in the streets like that. But when you walked in, I'm like. Oh, I see it. Yeah. I see a little kingpin. Oh, a little kingpin. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. No, I'm just trying to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? You see how you threw kingpin on you in? Even though a little bit, yeah. little kingpin on you. I see it. I see it. Sorry about that. I didn't understand a thing they just said. You didn't understand it? <laughs> I got that. You didn't understand it? it? I'm just kidding. Are you sure? Because I can, I can. Uh... Was in the streets like that, but when you walked in, I'm like, oh, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I see a little kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> the little kingpin. <laughs> little kingpin. Yeah. I can't oh, believe what you just said. I'm going to finish the quote uh, from uh, the first clip that I played. Uh, Dehumanizing quick. him and, yeah, and, and take it, and take it as, his masculine. I want, I want to quote Anna Navarro of The View. She said, you are emasculating and embarrassing. Oh, well, I think if she took time to read the book, you know, I think that <laughs> if you want to try to... Um, kind of if you if you if you want to just read headlines you know i could see how that could be confusing right but the book is right here you got two books you can read actually yeah you can read will. my book and will's yeah. book which is so great that a lot of people are doing that mm -hmm. you know but people have the right to their opinion you know and i always know that anybody who's saying that hasn't really done their homework, mm -hmm. you know. But you got to expect it, too, because of what the headlines are, mm -hmm. you know, what clickbait is. Mm -hmm. So um, Will knows what it is. I know what it is. My kids know what it is. And more importantly, Great Supreme does, too. Great Supreme. Right? And so that's, that's, really, that's really all I, I'm concerned with at the end of the day. Do you guys think the slap was fake? Hmm. Kind of. 100%. One of the things that leads me to believe that it might have been fake <clears throat> is that 
they both drop books right at that time. Jade drops a book, Will drops a book, and they use the the Oscars thing as a way to go around on talk shows and promote their book. And like the book is edited in a way where it includes the incident, so the incident is explicitly pointed, you know, pointed out in their books. Both of them. And um it just seems weird. And then she just you make your a living basically going on TV talking about yourself and your relationships and your thought on your relationship and on your on your marriage and it's all very open and it's <laughs> that's your career that's your career. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm choking <coughs> choking on bullshit here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh Jada Pinkett Smith, everybody. Read the book, not her hairline. Well, Whoa, whoa, dude. She'll give you an alopecia her mind. That's right. (laughs) She may wear the pants in that relationship, but Will Smith wears the hair. Neither of them wear pants in that relationship. (laughs) No. It's not great. It's not great, people. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, That's uh, that's my uh, Jada Pinkett uh, for for now. We've got some juicy ones down the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, shit. Shall we get our next guest out, ladies and gentlemen? I think, why not? I have been a huge fan of this man for many, many years. I'm sure you'll find out in just a minute. He is Mr. Michael Moore. Mr. Michael Moore. Get up, stand up. Don't give it up. Stand up for your rights. Get up, stand up. Don't give it up. Don't give up the fight. Nice work, fellas. Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me here. Genuinely, I'm a huge fan of yours. For people who might not be familiar with you just yet, how would you explain the way you place yourself? What do you consider what you do? How do you describe it? Uh, Just something to do. Michael Moore for you. Michael Moore for y'all, everybody. Famed uh, documentary maker. Just does it because it's something to do. (laughs) Can you, you, uh, when you play Michael Moore clips, can I put this in the background a little bit? Uh, oh, I guess I should unmute the tab, huh? Man, brave, bold, here he comes. Brash, mind blowing. <laughs> me, 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 me. Me. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, that's just that. That's just when I think of Michael Moore, I think of that tuba song. Uh, he's a a very political individual, wouldn't y'all say? He's very driven in his tactics of creating his uh, pictures. He's made TV shows. He's written uh, written several very successful books. Uh, all in all, I'd say this man has uh, demonstrated just what an individual can do with the American dream. And uh, and he's he suicided the team rush the team America headquarters at Mount Rushmore. This <laughs> yes, also suicide bombed it. Yeah, mind blowing. I didn't know he made documentaries. <clears throat> this is uh, from Michael Moore in Trumpland uh, when he was making some predictions. So when the rightfully angry people of Ohio and Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin find out after a few months in office that President Trump wasn't going to do a damn thing for them, it'll be too late to do anything about it. But I get it. You wanted to send a message. You had righteous anger and justifiable anger. Well, message sent. Good night, America. 
You've just elected the last president of the United States. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, yeah. So I, I wouldn't say he's got like astonishing accuracy. Uh, there's definitely, you know, he he cut his teeth going after the big corporate entities. You know, going hunting down the Bush administration and uh, uh, shit, Goldman Sachs, Koch brothers, Philip Seymour. Uh, what was the big tobacco one? Reynolds. Philip Seymour Kaufman. <laughs> Philip Seymour <laughs> Kaufman. Oh, Lordy. He kind of looks like the guy at your local Dunkin' Donuts that is housing an entire box to himself. While uh, he's got his ham radio just playing on his belt loop at all times. You remember after <laughs> at all times. Remember when Fahrenheit nine one one came out and Alex Jones was harassing him in the street. Mike, hey Michael, why didn't you talk about NORAD standing down, Michael? Hey, why didn't you talk about NORAD standing down? And Michael Moore goes, I didn't think it was relevant. <laughs> well, here here is something that Michael Moore does think is very relevant, and that is voting. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. I think this is a very exciting time to have you less than a week before midterm elections. Uh, you've been out promoting this film. You've been urging people to vote. Yes, yes. And I've been I've been working for candidates. And uh, and at the same time, yes, the film is out. And I actually had to go to Europe to open it over there, get back here to help the election. And I, I've been I've been so busy. Um, I actually I, I'm going to be on the road next week and I won't be home in Michigan to vote. And my absentee ballot just arrived just before I, I came down here. And um, so if you don't mind, could I just vote? Yeah, do you want to vote right now? You want to show people how easy this is? Yeah, this is the actual actual ballot for the state of Michigan. Thank you very much. And have you done done all your research? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I know know everybody on this ballot. You know everybody, yeah. So uh, I'm going to vote for Gretchen there for governor. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, there are so many women on the ballot. I don't. You'll notice this when you go to vote next week. There are just teachers alone. There are 550 teachers across the country that are oh running for state house or state. I got a pause for programming note. <laughs> <laughs> I just choked. Too many cigarettes. <laughs> Yeah, on you a guys mouth- smoking the goat when you're done <laughs> killing him. <laughs> I mean, I do smoke the goat, but not like that. Fucking mouth of coffee with that fucking music. Is that funny? It's pretty <laughs> rap. Really? It's, it's it's uh it's an it's an amazing uh while while you're voting, I want to say that yeah. you one of the things you talk about in the film is how the biggest block of voters are those who don't vote. Uh, more people didn't vote than voted for either of the candidates. It's our largest political party, the non-voters. Yeah, so this douchebag gets out on stage (laughs) and pulls out his absentee ballot and just sits there and starts filling it out with Seth Meyers and talking about how you got the biggest block of uh, of voters as the non-voters and you you really got to, like, empathize with them and and show them that there's, there's like, there's a, you got bus drivers applying for office positions all across the United States and so on and so forth. Well, they get on uh, a little bit later uh, back to Donald Trump, which is probably one of the most forefront things in Michael Moore's mind over the last couple of years. And uh, this is what Michael Moore had to say later in the episode. Remember that Donald Trump outsmarted us. 
He outsmarted us in 2016 and won the White House by losing the election. That takes a certain kind of evil genius to figure that out. So So don't think for a second that come Tuesday, they don't have every intention of holding on to the House and the Senate. That is, the, and they are good at what they do, and you should respect the fact that that they that they are able to get away with this. They got away with it with Gore when he won. We didn't do anything about it. They got away with when Hillary won. We don't do anything about it. They know us. Yeah, they, <laughs> they know we're busy and we got other things to do. <laughs> but they are they are they are fanatical about this because they know their time is up. And and the sort of the angry the angry white guy. Which actually, I'm really Trump's demographic because yeah. I'm, I'm You're ang- a Michigan angry white. guy. I'm an guy, angry yeah. white guy over 50 with a high school education. <laughs> so that's me. Yeah. So if I could just speak to my fellow angry white American guys, who are semi uneducated like me, dudes, give it up. <laughs> give it up, you, you uneducated fucks, dudes. I'm just like you. I'm, you know. So what if I get chauffeured around in my private limousines? Like whatever. Look how happy that baby is. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Oh lordy, so true. It's not true. <laughs> so true. These people are crazy. Uh, I yeah. I mean, this is uh, he's been a staple of the of the TVs of the broadcast since the. Mid nineties for sure. There's clips of him going toe to toe with Milton Friedman back in the seventies, which is pretty interesting. He is quite physically half the man that he is now. Um, so you could certainly <laughs> circle back onto YouTube to check that one out. And um, I think that will conclude me on my presentation for Michael Moore. And there he goes. Okay. Go see you, Michael. And take that Michael, no more. <laughs> and it's nice. a big All right. Well, welcome to Battle of the Douchebag, Season 2, Episode 1, Round 1, Subsection C. We're going to start the voting very soon. As a matter of fact, let's start it right now, shall we? Let's do let's it. Let's do it. Okie dokie. Here we go, Ready? I've got this in here. And posting that into the troll room. You have five minutes to vote on who you think is the bigger douchebag. Jada, buy my book, Pinkett Smith, or Michael, what's NORAD more? Close the they curtain used- and take that lever or felt pen or touchscreen and put a big fucking X. <laughs> Do you think uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's book is going to be just the word for word script of Men in Black 5 when they make that? It's just going to be her book. Caller, you're on the air. Yeah, you know, that guy Moore, he he may not be the douchiest per pound, but you gotta admit, he's the bigger douchebag technically. Also, City, you should have known, you know what you're the social audience is a bunch of right wing Nazi quadroons, and the douches you got knocked out in round one was obvious from the start. The circumplex, N-word. circumplex, you know the circumplex, 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 The N word, you know what the N word is? Caller. Oh, he didn't even want the. So Jay Pinkett Smith was Smith was that caller's uh, pick. I yeah, suppose. that was his fifty dollars TTS was to tell us that Jada is the one. <laughs> uh, well, the phone lines are back open eight six five four six five six two seven one. Thank you, caller. You got three yeah. minutes left, people. Three minutes left now. 
Let's call in quick. It's this important. This is so important. We have to it do really this. Have the oh, sorry. Button slip there. Get to the bottom of this douchery. I got a big bucket of douche I'm trying to pour out onto this son of a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Pour one. I up. can't believe what you just said. <laughs> the choice is hard. It's between a uh, bald bastard and an oddly hairy bitch. Hmm. <laughs> wait, which one's? Wait, which? There you go. Oh my god. I've never seen Jada and Michael Moore in the same room. So. <gasps> oh, good point. Whoa. Mind-blowing. They get some pretty good makeup people over there in Hollywood. So is Jada doing whiteface or is Michael Moore doing blackface? Yes. An... <gasps> He's doing caramel face. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Caller, caller, you are on the air. Battle of the douchebags. Season it's two. just wrong, man. Michael Moore's a ringer. That's not even fair to Jada. It's like putting up, I don't know, your neck? Uh, Mighty Mouse against, I don't know, Thor or something. Mighty, you'd say in Mighty Mouse would easily win, beat Thor, right? Jada, stop calling this line. Sure, sure. That's what I'm, <laughs> sure. If, if that's what you got out of that, yeah. That's, there you go. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a great show. Right, anything else? All right. Yeah, bye. Oh, oh, bye, Colin. Bye. Thank you. I keep telling Jada Pinkett Smith to not call me anymore. Stop calling me, Jada. Stop trying to change the vote. Jada. Jada. Uh, Darth, All right, one minute Darth left. Jada. One minute left here. Darth Jada would be a good Sith Lord name. It is. Yeah. Open the door or I'm going to throw rocks through your windows, you dumb whore. <laughs> <laughs> applause studio applause oh lordy all right well coming up on that uh time here yeah net net in the chat keep my name out your mouth jada i was looking i was looking for the uh i couldn't find it on the fly that clip from rick and morty when rick hosts the oscars I'm like wait that was the whole thing of scripted. He's like, of course everything at the oscars is scripted even that one thing because uh, yeah that was I, I, uh, I'm a hundred percent. That was Chris rock was in on that as well. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Is it 30 seconds? Yeah, I think it is. All righty. It's uh 50 seconds. Sorry, buddy. Oh, fuck. Taste like how do I, how do I do a slow motion? Dingy, 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 dingy. Let's open it up. <laughs> oh my god. 865-465-6271. Give us a call. Give us a call. Oh my god. It's like, okay. Oh, here I, it let, is. Let me talk to someone who actually likes me. Three, two, one. Final results. Fuck whites. Here, just play all your clips now. You and boobs. Just play them all. <laughs> We got ten seconds left. Oh shit! Oh. Survey of the says individual. <laughs> I'm just gonna. This is gonna be my only clip. Oh, of the individual. <laughs> of the individual. All right, the voting's individual. closed. The individual Vote. voting's closed. Results. Any other? One? Okay. Sixty-seven uh, percent <laughs> of the vote goes to Michael Moore. Oh, Michael Moore proceeds to round two of the douchebaggery. Me, 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 me. 
Yes, he's twice the man I used to be. Very good. Big boy. Nice work, big boy. Well, congratulations, Michael Moore. Um, it was a good th- showing by Jay. I got 33% of the vote. Oh, shit, magic number. If we, I mean, if we, if we were going by body weight, I think he's more than the other seven combined, so he would definitely win in that category. I think as far as Jaylenis, Jay at a pound for pound is packing a lot of heat there for her little frame. That's pretty good. I'll take it. <laughs> pound for pound. All right. All right. Great. So play out clip for Jada, maybe? Uh, Yeah, sure. I'll do a little play out for our girl Jada. Uh, let's see here. With the Oscar situation, did that save your marriage? And the reason I ask that is, you know, I've been married 22 years. Charlamagne's been married a, a long time. But in a household, especially a marriage, right, your wife will always be mad at you, right? <laughs> But you can't be mad at him. I could be mad at him. I'm <laughs> right. not going to let you tear him down. I yeah, could tear him down in the yeah. house. So did that save your marriage? I would say what it definitely did is that it accelerated what I think was already in the process. Right? It was in that moment that I knew. I was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We gonna do this. Hey, 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 goodbye. I'm gonna be by your side, <laughs> and I know that I'll, I'll never, I'll never leave your side, right? Because it's funny because an emotional crisis, I didn't blink, I didn't blink, and that's when I knew deep down inside, I'm like, that, I love that's your nigga. guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that, that, that's your guy, that's right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and you, there's no getting away from him. You've been trying. You've been trying to get away from him. He's your husband. You've been trying to get away from him. You're trying to get away. Trying to get away. You're just trying to get away. Self-love. When you can be your own individual in regards to life, you wake up in the morning by yourself, you look in the mirror, and you are enough. Now, I know that's cliche. Because mm-hmm. I used I used to hate hearing that stuff too. Like, ah, uh, you know, you're enough and self love and all of that. But at the end of the day, that's what's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jada. <laughs> I know <laughs> Charlemagne the Gord wasn't talking that much, if at all, in that clip, but those earlier clips you played made me realize that Charlemagne the God talks how Gary Busey looks. Mm, mm-hmm. Has he been on the show before? Has he been a douchebag? Charlemagne? Gary Busey? <laughs> Gary Busey's cool, man. You keep my Gary Busey's name out your mouth. You keep Gary Busey's name out your mouth. <laughs> I do like Gary Busey. Good. <laughs> good, good. Well, that brings us to the final bracket of round one. That's right. Uh, round one. Who, who that? Who is that? That's, uh, that's going to be... Dan and Booze, right? No, yeah, Joe okay. Scarborough versus Barbara Streisand. Oh, it's Dan and Lavish. I think ladies sure. first. Ladies first? Well. Yeah. We, we need a coin flip. We've got to do the coin flip. Okay. That makes sense. Boobs, are you are you muted? No, he pulled a me. Chris, are you, are you muted? I... <laughs> now you're fucking with me. I can you not <laughs> Chris, I can't hear you. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh I'll do a boobs. Coin flip. What happened to boobs? I think boobs fell off. You go in the green you go in the green room, you do a coin flip. How do you do it? Just backslash 
Uh, oh, I think. Oh, mm, you just do the roll one d two, just like so. Flip that coin. Here Flip we go. It. It's two. That means Streisand goes first. And Booberry's gone, isn't he? Yeah, Boobs is gone. Wait, you're Streisand. I'm well, Streisand. He's connected. He's connected, but I can't. I bet him, you so. do a beautiful Streisand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Nailed I it. love. Who, who doesn't love Babs? Uh, Barbara Streisand, uh, singer uh, of over fifty years, and uh, is uh, well known for coining the Streisand effect. You're aware of the Streisand effect, yes? No. Yeah, that's the that's the thing with the house. That's right. She just wanted people to leave her alone, and the paparazzi were going by her house, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, it's a nice house." And she was like, "Don't talk about my house, or I'll, I'll kill you." <laughs> and the, and the newspapers were like, "Okay, now we're going to talk about your house even more." And so they talked about her house all the time, specifically because she didn't want them to talk about it. So that's the Streisand effect. Uh, but you know, everyone knows that about her. Did you know that uh, she also is a good? F- uh, good friends with a certain political family that we all know and love. I don't, but I'm going to s- assume it's a democratic family. The Maybe last the thing Clintons? I want to say is, yeah, because <laughs> my job is to bring Barbara up. Is we we've been friends for a long time now, and we became friends in the '92 campaign, and then. She owned me for life because of the way she treated my mother, whom she met at my inaugural ball the night I was inaugurated. And they walked off together hand in hand. I knew they'd get along. And one of my favorite pictures I have is they're both their backs in their nice formal gowns walking hand in hand away. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that the federal government should give people cocaine with marijuana. Let me ask you to look Hello again. Hello there, little boy. Do you know who I am? No. Oh, I bet you do. I'm going <laughs> where there's lucky clovers in the... Sex, dude. I'm Barbara Streisand. That's right, Barbara Streisand in the house. I was about to bring that up, that Trey and Matt's main sworn enemy for 20-plus years was always Barbara Streisand. And they said, we're fighting a good fight, we're fighting evil. There's no one that's a on our shit list more than Barbara Streisand. Yeah, and there's a reason. It's because Barbara Streisand's an asshole. Yeah. Treats people like shit all the time. It's, it's, it's great. Uh, and yeah, she gets turned into like a mecha Godzilla in that episode. So you know it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dragons. What shit. seems to be the problemo here? Problemo? <laughs> there's no problemo, officer. I was just introducing myself to these charming little boys. Uh-uh, she's being a total bitch. Boys, shouldn't you be in school? It's Saturday. No excuses. Move along, you little troublemakers. So, uh, Barbara was talking about. Yeah, there it is. Oh yeah, Sir Cando was in the in the, the socials with that one real fast. So Clinton mentions Barbara being at his inaugural, his inauguration back in '92. What a great day that was! Uh, and I actually have a clip of her at that inauguration. Oh God. When I sang for the then governor of Arkansas at a fundraiser in California last September, he told me what his favorite song was of mine, 
And I said, well, I'm not singing it tonight, but I'll tell you what, I'll sing it at your inauguration. I am so happy to say here we are. This is a promise I'm delighted to keep. This is for you and Mrs. Clinton. <laughs> Jesus. So she sings a, a fanciful tale for the Clintons at the inauguration. By the way, she was hanging out with him before he was president, back when he was just a lonely little governor from Arkansas. And uh and uh, she also has this little bit here which she comes in a little later after she sings her song. She talks about how much she loves uh fairy tales. Long ago, I was um, I was putting my four-year-old goddaughter to sleep, and I um, started to sing her a lullaby. Rockabye baby on the tree. When no, the dude. wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. The cradle will fall. Was I supposed to tell her down will come baby, cradle and all? What a frightening thought in a song that's been sung to children for hundreds of years to to soothe them before they go to sleep, right? I started to think about the the fairy tales that we read children, you know, like Take Hansel and Gretel, (laughs) where a mother worried about how she and her husband will feed their children in the midst of a famine. And she says, early tomorrow morning, we will take them into the thickest part of the forest. They won't be able to find their way, their way home and we'll be rid of them. Talk about a dysfunctional family. <laughs> Good one, Babs. Dude, she's got to win the whole thing. Fuck that. Fuck this. Of no. course. Of course she would be hating on German fairy tales. Uh, oh, wait, oh. wait until you, you, uh, she finds out what Ring Around the Posy is about. Holy shit. Mm. Oh, yeah. We all fall down. I was going to tell my goddaughter that she was going <laughs> to fall down. I was going to look her in that fucking eyes and say, ashes to ashes. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, know, so she... me and my friend David Bowie were talking about this. <laughs> uh, so I didn't know she had a relationship with Bill Clinton or, you know, was new Bill Clinton. But it makes sense when you see new that she's in the got a pair. Of, yeah, <laughs> She's got a, a pair of BSLs. Oh, uh, of DSLs? No, BSLs with a B. Oh, oh. Where the B stands for Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I got you. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, you get, you get there. We can't say that on the radio, but is that uh, funny? It's pretty funny. You can you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a stretch. It was a stretch, <laughs> but I, I went there anyways. <laughs> it was no well, Philip Seymour like Kaufman. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, shit. Uh, that's it for next? now. But, but but I'll tell you what. Babs gets pretty pretty cantankerous coming up. So don't you miss it. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. All right. Up next against Babs, we have Joe Scarborough. All righty. This is going to be a tough battle, I think. Uh, so Joe Scarborough. 
was at one point a member of the House of Representatives from Florida. And then he said, uh, screw this political shit. I'm going to go on MSNBC as a Republican and just screech a bunch of uh, left-wing rhino um, viewpoints forever and ever for your short aunt to uh, re- short-haired aunt to repeat at Thanksgiving every year, causing great anguish upon the family. Um, so Joe Scarborough um, has been a member of the Morning Joe show for a long time, along with co-host Mika Brzezinski. Uh, his wife now, he's got a history of um, divorcing women and uh, sleeping with women that he works with. Uh, no no change there with um, Mrs. Mika Brzezinski. Um, but I thought I would bring his reaction, two reactions to January 6th. For the first reaction that he had for January 6th, and then the secondary reaction um, when he had gotten the official talking points. So here he is. Oh, by by the way, I think we, I think we should just acknowledge that yesterday was that solemn day, and we should pay our respects. Um, That's January right. Sixth days, the seventh. What was yesterday? Was the what the four year anniversary? Three year anniversary. Maybe. Today, yeah, never forget. Never forget. Yes, today's Worse January seventh. The uh, the resurrection, and and while, while I'm talking about the, while I'm mentioning that, sorry to this but if i don't i'll forget i gotta give a shout out to nestworks for the great art as always oh yeah nestworks the legendary nestworks the the man yeah anyways january 6th never forget right so here is his immediate reaction i think this was january 6 2021 the day it happened and um here he is live on air on his family self-said family uh family friendly show so I want to know from the Capitol Hill police, what, what, what is it? Is it just white people or is it Donald Trump supporters? Joe Scarborough went off on Thursday's Morning Joe on MSNBC, even dropping an F-bomb as he demanded he Donald off. Trump, the president's eldest son, and Rudy Giuliani be immediately arrested for insurrection. This comes a day after the U.S. Capitol was broken into by rioters who were egged on earlier in the day by the three men in an effort to disrupt the congressional certification of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's 2020 election victory. Law enforcement has been heavily criticized for its response to the rioters, who are mostly white, in comparison Ooh. to the response to last year's this Black Lives Matter protests. Joe. Scarborough had this message for the too. Capitol Hill police. But then Trump supporters come in and you open the f***ing doors for them. You open the doors for them. And let them breach the people's house. He then sent his teeth into Trump, Donald Trump Jr., and Giuliani for their part in whipping up the unruly mob on Wednesday morning. That's insurrection against the United States of America. And if Donald Trump Jr., Rudy Giuliani, and Donald Trump are not arrested today for insurrection and taken to jail and booked... He continued, and if the Capitol Hill police do not go through every video and look at the face of every person that invaded our Capitol, and if they are not arrested and brought to justice today, then we are no longer a nation of laws, and we only tell people they can do this again. Scarborough also said if these insurrectionists were black, they would have been shot in the face. Oh my God, if these insurrectionists <laughs> right in the were Muslim, they would have been sniped mm. from the top of buildings. Ooh. For much more on this story, go to THR.com. What a variety. For the Hollywood Reporter I News, I I'm Tiffany Taylor. Thank you, Tiffany. Um, so, yes, <laughs> you have it here. Because Trump supporters were white, they were not shot, they were welcomed in. He had a lot to say about Wait, the DC police. What? Uh... Ashley Babbitt, was she black or, or Hispanic? I can't remember. 
Yeah, Ashley Babbitt was. Uh, she might have been Carmel. They might have been confused. <laughs> might have been Carmel race. <laughs> if they were ex-service members, they wouldn't have been shot, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, you have the different forms of DC police execution. Black people are shot in the face. Muslims are sniped from afar because uh, they could be wearing that uh, suicide vest that we're always warned about. Um, so Joe's there. So very heavily critical of the um, DC police that uh, let the protesters into the building. Um, after he received the official talking points, uh, he had this to say about January 6th. Thank you very much. And you know what that was? That was, I call them the J6 hostages, not prisoners. I call them the hostages, what's happened. And it's a shame. So, Joe, there's Donald Trump calling the people who attacked the United States Capitol, who beat up police officers with American flags, who desecrated the people's house, calling them hostages. And I just have to say, as a patriotic person, to watch the president of the United States, the former president, stand there in front of American flags, saluting, saluting a group, that group of people who are in jail for what they did on January 6th. It's pretty repulsive. Well, and if you ask the families of the four police officers who died, they will tell you it was those people responsible for their deaths. The previously racist that that took American flags that are servicemen and women uh, that would snipe Muslims for centuries to defend freedom here and across the world. They use those flags as 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 instruments of, uh, of death, uh, uh, hoping to kill officers. Um, uh, and, and as you said, desecrated the people's house. And these are the people who tried to overthrow American democracy because they believe Donald Trump's lies. They believe Donald Trump's lies. And there we have police officers uh, being attacked from all sides, having their heads crushed indoors, police officers taken to the ground, having bear spray used against them. Uh, uh, just, just, uh, this is, this, this is just pure, pure evil. And speaking of that, how deeply offensive that Donald Trump has now moved from calling these people, these, these thugs. Dog whistle. Uh, he's gone from calling them political prisoners to now comparing them to Jews who were ripped out of their homes. There you go. The Holocaust comparison. Uh, so, yes, the black cops, the cops that were going to shoot black people in the face and snipe Muslims, uh, now they were attacked with American flags by uh, these thugs. Right. So, Are you allowed to stream snipe a Muslim? You could stream snipe a Muslim, <laughs> but as long as uh, it involves in their inevitable death, yes. <laughs> I do have a dog whistle, ISO, if you'd like that. Yeah. Dog whistle! Dog whistle! Where are you, dog? <laughs> like that. R.I.P. R.I.P. To a real one. He lives Stop. on in AI heaven. I have like a million... He was a big my, fan I, of my, abs in a six-pack. I hate to I hate to interrupt, but my my antivirus is about to go out of date, so... Uh-oh. I to, oh. <laughs> I can't get that thing to stop popping up on me. Um, well, shucks, that's, um, that's pretty good, but, uh, I, I'm, I still can't get over Barbara Streisand, man. I'm, I'm, I can't be unbiased about that. That was too bad. 
Oh shit, we, we gotta we gotta open the polls before we start discussing. All right, okay. You know what we'll I'm saying? Open, we'll open them up yeah. right now. All right. This All right. is the final vote of round one going out there. It's been published, and then I put that in the troll room. So round please get in there and vote. Ready? Go! And the phone Barbara number to call Streisand in is Joe Scarborough. 865-465-6271. Give us a call. Barbara Streisand, Joe Scarborough. Man, I, uh, <laughs> those are both pretty good, pretty good, uh, examples. I can't even believe you didn't talk about the, the wrongful death slash murder controversy. Oh, it's coming. We got some of that. <laughs> we got some of that. I've I want to stack some stacks. Oops, oops, oops. I wanted to uh, target that first round to the uh, right-wing Nazi quadroon that is the uh, voting base in this organization. Sprechen Sie douche. (laughs) (laughs) So true. So true. Well, let's do some... uh, It's been a while since the elevator music happened, right? Oh, yeah. Elevator music. 865-465-6271. The original charge of the first section was was not douche, but but yeah, now it's all kind of it's just melting douche. into a big douche bag. <laughs> Ooh, fifty fifty, fifty fifty. That's like his opinion. Oh, uh, it's a close one. Super sudden death. How did America get so stupid? Vote or die, people. Vote or die. Three minutes left. God. The Americans are slugheads. People are saying this might be the toughest matchup of the day so far. From here, it's looking like it. Yeah, it's close. It is close. A nail biter. You have. You could say that somebody is going to win it by a nose. (laughs) (laughs) Nice work. Or lips. You never know. Three more minutes, people. Those phone lines are open. 865-465-6271. Yeah. What do you think? Joe? Babs? Who's it going to be? Babs? Joe? Babs. I just think of bowl after bowl when I hear Bab. Bowl Mm. after bowl. Mary Kate Ultra says Babs because of her performance in The Way We Were. That's right. D- don't forget all the terrible films and, and, and performances, people. Get in there. Vote. She was great. Meet the Fockers. I'm going to go to your phone calls after I play these clips. I appreciate everybody calling in today. I just start getting so pissed at these people. Ooh, one minute left. One minute left, people. Oh, my God. It makes me so angry. We're going to go to break. Come back with your calls. Yeah, calls. Wow. He's right, mid no orgasm saying that line. Time okay, people, we're gonna go. Tighten it up, boys. Mm. Well, uh, I guess nobody wants to call in, but uh, in that case, maybe we. No, can, people. Uh... We sound like two douche. Mm. That's a garbage ISO. Fuck you. Nice. God. <laughs> Eliminate with extreme prejudice. I, 
have a lot of those. I just still keep using them. Delete. Let's open it up. Boobs ISO collection is like an 18 and up club. They just let any old asshole in there. Uh, 865-465-6271. Your simple phone call gone? can help sway this vote. I think Chris, are you muted? Issue, but hey, whatever. If you got a body like that, I'd fucking tweet it out every day. <laughs> uh, all right. 30 starting, seconds I'm, left, people. I'm, I'm starting to think I wasn't even muted the first two times. What? I can't. What? <laughs> what the all right. Even 30 that? seconds. 30 seconds 30 left, se- people. Get in there oh, and vote. Shit. Yeah. Daddy, chill. And, um, and... Got it. Littering and littering and danger, danger, alert, alert. I am a scumbag. I am filth. There's a gay guy. Who Red is alert. Kneel before me. Red alert. Oh boy. Final results. With 57%, the closest vote we've had so far today. Joe Scarborough. Edges out the win from Barbara Streisand. That's right. We got a lot of Trump lovers in the chat, I guess. That's fine. That's fine. Well, uh, guess what? If you don't like Trump, then you're going to like these next Babs uh, clips, okay? <laughs> but I think it comes from my, from my deep down passion for this subject. Mm. You know, what I was singing about. Trying to help people see the truth value the truth you know have a president who doesn't lie in front of the un i loved when obama was there you know when <laughs> no, Clinton not in was front of the un they were respected and they were <laughs> applauded because they were articulate they were they had conscience then consciousness and um wisdom and and being informed politically an experience in government, all those things that this president doesn't have. Oh, my God. Can you imagine lying, being an inarticulate bum, lying to the U.N.? I have the honor to welcome His Excellency His Excellency Joseph Biden. Mr. President, Mr. Secretary General, my fellow leaders, the generations that preceded us, preceded us organized this body, the United Nations, and built international financial institutions and multilateral and regional bodies. Uh, let's the 21st be nice. century, 21st century results are badly needed. All right, enough of that. Uh, a few more anti-Trump. <laughs> he says he's rich. Maybe he's poor. Till he reveals. Jew, 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 Jew. Something's amiss. I don't approve. Jew, 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 Jew. He's running the free world. Where can we move? Name me a town. Just to whiz this clown. 
Really? Toledo instead of Dayton? <laughs> You've got to admit. Shut the hell up. RIP, Grandpa. Jesus. I would like to. I would like to. Good. Uh, retroactively vote for Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Oh, I, I bet mean, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. That's real nice. Okay. Thanks. Wow. Noted. Fuck. Uh, I'm not great. even kidding when I say like she like ahead of anything else I've heard. Barbara Streisand should have been the clear victor of this whole thing. Okay. That was so I, bad. I gotta do. I gotta do one more quick one. Yeah. Hit from Put it this way. The other night. Just no singing, please. He was, you know what spooning is, don't you? Mm. I think so. Spooning. Yeah. So that's what Darren O'Neill refused to do with me this morning. Well, that's sad. Uh, this is uh, Barbara talking about James Brolin, her loving husband, and uh, I, how happy they are together. He was, you know what spooning is, don't you? I think so. Spooning. Yeah. So he was like whispering, was holding me and hold, whispering. Spoon, sleeping spoon. Yeah, sleeping like spoon stuck, cuddling in bed. Is that what yeah, we're talking about? Right. And we're okay. just about to fall asleep, I thought. You know, he says, I don't want to fall asleep. And so I say, why not? And he says... Because then I'll miss you. So what should we do tonight? Tell me. Well. You don't know what to do because you'd be happy doing anything. Yeah. You know, it's tough when you're satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. (laughs) It's not that funny. (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting. Ew. Nice. Good, 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 good. (laughs) Good for you, Babs. Good for you, Babs. All right, so with that, we proceed into round two of Battle of the Douchebags. Round two, the first round of round two will be fought between Logan Paul and Andrew Tate. Let's fucking go! Go! And thanks to, <laughs> thanks to Gal, we got the coin toss. It's going to be Logan Paul up first. Why am I always, I'm always first. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Welcome to What's your first bad? time. It's working out Thank for you. you so far. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, it has been premeditated, uh, or nah, it's not even the right term. People have been talking about it in the troll room. I am going to go ahead and get this out of the way. So one of the controversies that Logan Paul has been uh, wrapped up in is he went to Japan. Now, a lot of people focus mainly on the uh, forest that he went into. Uh, for those that don't know, there is a forest in Japan um, that many people go to um, to cross the Rainbow Bridge by themselves, which is to off themselves. Oh. That's right. You add a little bit of rope sound in there, and you nailed it. Swing. <laughs> yeah. So um, they go into this suicide forest in Japan, and uh, this is their reaction when they find a dead body. Again, he went in there wearing, um, you know, those aliens from uh, from Toy Story, the ones that are in the vending machine. Oh, the claw. Oh, yeah. 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 The claw. Three eyed guys. Yeah. He's wearing one of these hats. He's wearing a the claw alien hat from Toy Story in the suicide forest looking for dead bodies. And when they come across one, um, this is what he has to say. I think there's someone hanging right there. Oh, Excuse me. Gosh, and. But this is, the, this is the thing. This, this is the thing that is now in our lives. We just experienced. How our lives unfold. 
There's no going back. I've seen things I can't unsee. While in the forest. We found a dead body. <laughs> what an iconic. Top five craziest things I've ever experienced in my life. Top five? Top one. Top one. This douche, seeing dead bodies in a forest that he purposely went out to look for, uh, decides to not only go to this forest, but to record it. And then not at no point did he consider, hmm, maybe I should not upload this. Uh, so there's a big backlash because of this. And he had I don't interview. think he had anything to apologize for. How about that? That is your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> I think all of Japan disagrees with you. Um, no, but Japan, why they should really be mad is he was throwing plastic Pokemon balls at random Japanese strangers in the city. Yeah, that's the that's the I didn't bring that part uh, just because I, I had this. I think I I did see that, though. He was throwing like Pokeballs at cars and shouting um, about his website and YouTube channel and a very uh, subtle Japanese culture um, com- being a complete American dick. Uh, but he had an interview with. Um, Who's the who's the black guy on the morning shows with the uh, the gap in his teeth? Who's a football player? Uh, Strahan. Michael Moore. Michael, Michael. Yeah, Michael Moore. Michael Strahan, I think. Um, but this isn't from an interview that he did uh, post video, and you'll find out that it was really to bring attention to suicide. Is the reason he went there. Have a listen. That ABC News exclusive with Logan Paul, the YouTube star, superstar who has millions of young followers and has made millions of dollars with his zany videos online, recently, as you know, came under fire for posting an alarming video showing the body of a person who took their own life. Now he's sitting down with Michael for his first interview, first TV interview since that decision. It's, it's, it's been tough because, uh, ironically, I'm being told to commit suicide myself, which... Really? Millions of people literally telling me to hate me, to go die in a fire. Millions. It's like the, the most horrible, horrific things. So you, you don't feel like the criticism has been fair? Uh, mm, that's, that's, that's the thing. I do. This is the Logan Paul his fans have never seen before. One month ago, the social media superstar with over 16 million YouTube subscribers was at the top of his game, breaking records with his wild viral video. I hit myself in the face again. That is, until he posted a clip from his visit to Japan's so-called suicide forest. What happened next would change his life forever. In an instant, he was met with fierce backlash. What made you decide to go to this forest? The idea was to just do another fun vlog, go camp for a night, and make an entertaining piece of content in a forest. And uh, things obviously changed pretty, pretty drastically and quickly. The group came across an actual suicide victim. So it was 100 yards away from the parking lot. It, just, it doesn't make any sense. Um, in a suicide and- forest. I, I believe it happened for a reason, and I think that reason is so I could take this experience, learn from it, spread the message the right that way. That guy didn't die in vain. Suicide prevention. That's right. And suicide it was for awareness. Logan Paul. He died. And and so did you know? Life well spent. Fast forward a little mm-hmm. bit. So you go and you you film it, and you film it, then you edit it, and then you you put it out there um, for the world to see. Yeah. And, and, and was there a point when you said, hmm? Maybe, maybe this is not a good decision. Maybe this, maybe I should not 
show that. Yeah. Yeah. No. The idea was to shock and show the harsh realities of suicide and get people talking about something that I don't think people are talking about much. And still, that's the goal today. Uh, yeah, so no. So he said uh, the first question was we were going to go have fun in this forest and camp and shoot some content. And then the second <laughs> one was, oh, you know, it was actually to, to uh, shine some light. Is shine some light on suicide and issue. So Logan Paul is a self-absorbed douche. And this is why I think he's an excellent candidate for the show. He's the kind of guy that will change up and tell you whatever you want to hear based on whatever makes him look better. He is 100% only concerned about himself and his views. Uh, he even claimed that the the finding that body was a sign um, that he was supposed to now shine light on the suicide prevention. So that guy killed himself for Logan Paul to make that discovery and to have this experience of cancellation. I mean, that was that's the best yip I've ever heard when he goes like, "We found a dead body." Logan Paul goes, "Yep, yep. <laughs> that's right." Um, so I don't know. It, it's it's this is what happens when. You know, usually if you, you're a kid, right, you're in those obnoxious years, 12, 13, uh, somebody usually puts you in your place, usually your parents. You say, no, you're a douchebag and no one likes you. Um, and you sl- slightly change. This is what happens when no one ever does that, and then you're actually rewarded for that behavior. You become this massive asshole, and he's incredibly successful still, uh, receiving millions of dollars and influencing our youth um, to also go and film uh, dead people. So, I don't know. It seems pretty douchey to me. Mm. Yeah. A titanic douche. Yeah, I mean, Olympic-level douche. I think yeah. he's going to be a senator soon, though. Just give it 10 years. Mm-hmm. President Paul. And President Nick Fuentes, Vice President Logan Paul, maybe. Free prime mm. for every but American citizen. It is kind of fortuitous. Uh, the stars have aligned in a certain way because we have two professional fighters now head to head. Logan Paul being, of course, a boxer. I believe he fought. Did he fight Mayweather? I think he did. He did. Yep. In and, a very uh, showboaty bullshit boxing match. Yes. Yeah. And then we have uh, Andrew Tate, kickboxer, who's I think that's like boxing, but with uh, kicking instead of instead of boxing. He that fights the liberal media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you know, Logan Paul may be one of these Olympus-level influencers, sure. But I'm going to tell you what. There was even entities out there devouring those Greek gods. Titans. Do you understand? Saturn. Saturn. That was very, very Saturn-y. Yo, and, keep Zeus's uh, name out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a that's a that's such a, a great point of keeping shit out of your mouth because what is what is one of your greatest tools that you carry with you at all times? It's your tongue. And I would say that Andrew Tate, he's got a little bit of a problem with shutting the fuck up. At it where I've had girls who say, Oh, I know I you're gonna say with eating pussy. I know you've been there a long time, I don't mind, <laughs> I'll stay out tonight, you two stay alone, all that shit, but it never lasts long. Because the ones who are really in love with you won't do that. You actually have to downplay your relationship with the girl of six years. And I only get away with that because the girl of six years plays along. So Vivian's been with me six So he's been with Vivian for six years, right? She's completely head over heels in love with me. She wants kids with me, everything, everything, everything. And we met and we felt whatever, we're in love. But when a new girl comes, she'll go, oh yeah, I started off working for him and you know, it's just how it worked out. 
So Vivian's in on the con, right? And so if you're being dece- deceived, even in the, in the love arena, in order to get you to sex traffic, in order to get you to do the webcam business, it, it's part of the forced fraud or coercion. Super downplay us. When I bring on new girls, I usually pair them with Vivian. Because Vivian's younger. Melissa's like 28. Vivian's like 21. Vivian's six years. 21. And at this point, he's had her, he's been a girlfriend for six years. Ah. So you do the math. It means that they met when she was 15 years old. Fun, more outgoing. Melissa's really quite, not in a bad way. She's more homey, boring, sits at home. So it's, if you're going to pair a girl with a girl, it's much easier if the girl's fun. So a description of your relationship process with Vivian. So, yeah, that's how it started. I met Vivian in, in Slovakia. We had a long-term relationship thing. I was living in England. It's a really long story. I don't want to tell you the whole story. Oh. I moved her to England to be with me to start doing my webcam. You don't want to get down the details. Details, details. As soon as you have a couple girls in love with you, it's the fucking easiest money in the world. No, I take that back. It's not easy money. You've got to build it up. But once you get girls built up, then it's free money. Like every other business, you've got to build it up. But I, started, I, want, I decided I want to start a webcam business. Vivian's beautiful. I said, look, stop being a waitress. Come here live with me. She came. Everything was fine for a couple of weeks. Melissa obviously lived in England. They didn't know about each other. They found out. They tried to have a big argument with me. I did exactly as I said, downplayed it, didn't give a shit. Everyone moved in together. Everyone started doing webcam. I was making loads of money. Then we agreed to the split, like we said. And that's basically been it. Since then, new girls have come along. Vivian understands that I'm fucking these hoes, but I don't care about these hoes. So the manipulation involves Vivian. And uh, so the way the setup works is that Tate would find these women on Instagram, start the DMs, invite them out, uh, get them a little loosened up, and then uh, introduce younger uh, women that would then in turn sell this concept of being on cam. And it would... (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, and well, actually, it's funny because this is this is Tate of like 2019, 2020, I want to say. Oh, well. So the, af- after Jordan Peterson's daughter fucked him. Yes. And this is a uh, this is the sort of this is so- the sort of rhetoric that he's got going for himself these days. And I think a lot of the things that they're programming these kids to do actually comes first through pornography. And I should uh, let me let me take this back for a second. This is a conversation with a guy that used to be on Logan Paul's podcast. I, I, his name escapes me at the moment. Um, but they just uh, they started this part por- part of the conversation off discussing pornography and like, oh, you know how monogamy is so important, and that you know this uh, this guy doing the interview he. He really tries not to watch pornography, but he did slip up. He made this, uh, it was like a year or two years ago, he was doing some sort of a KSI event, and he had made a joke about getting stuck, uh, about a woman getting stuck in something, and everybody knew instantly what he was uh, referring to, which is the the uh, quote-unquote, I got stuck in the dryer and my stepbrother fucked me porn, right? Yeah. And this it's is... His- it's as classic as the pizza delivery guy at this point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the he fixes her plumbing. The interviewer. Did you know, order this pizza with sausage? The the interviewer goes sausage. on to state that it's like, oh, you know, this, this type of porn, this type of media, it is rape. It is uh, this 
content that encourages young men to just go out there and take what they want. And this is how the conversation continues. Because you watch it in secret and you're not really dabbling with your men, what you're watching. It's, it's kind of like a, a, a mustard seed that grows. Yep. But then the question is, are they doing it on purpose? This is where you go deeper down the rabbit hole. Do you feel like the matrix is hyped up using media? Because think about it. When I walk around and I have discussions with people, not a lot of people have the same agenda that the media is having. And I think people are keeping up with it. So do you think they're, they're flexing their power? Let me give you an example. Yeah. God is all powerful, all strong. Yeah. The devil isn't. But yeah. what his power is is lies. Yeah. So he confuses you. God uses faith. The devil uses fear. Yeah. Do you think the matrix yeah. is just full of shit and they're just fear based? Oh, they're absolutely fear based. So what are what 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 is your goal? If you had to fight, like you are fighting and you're banned from what what are you banned from? Like, Everything. But you're on Twitter. Uh, I'm I'm Elon bought Twitter and restored me. Before this, I was banned on Twitter. Also, I'm banned. Why on, did you get banned? I got banned because you get three lives, and the three lives are first you get canceled and banned absolutely everywhere, and the second life is they try and put you in jail for something you didn't do, and then the third life is they assassinate you, and I'm now on my second life, as most people have experienced in real time. I got banned because I became monumentally popular. I became hugely successful. I became the most Googled person on the planet, and then they make up a reason to get rid of you, and I'm banned on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Uber, Airbnb, Gmail, WhatsApp. You can't get an Uber? I can't get an Uber now. Uh, you should go back in, uh, in this video, in this interview, when he states that I can't get an Uber. The Just the biggest shit-eating grin I've seen in a long while. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Laura Loomer famously got banned from Uber and Airbnb and all that, too. And... That's... Uh... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, uh, no, go ahead. No, this is all good. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's what I have for this current round. It's uh you know, it's kind of I'm going to do one thing, but it's also like the Matrix is actually kind of pushing for pornography and I'll go on to Dick Masterson's podcast and talk about fleecing dudes out of $40,000 a month uh worth of pay as they streamed money to these cam girls and then talk about how um the state of masculinity is shattered and like there's all these peasants and peons and spineless sacks of shit out there. And that guy, Andrew Tate, uh, requires individuals of that um, caliber to, 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 to live his lavish lifestyle. He, he needs that. Those. Huh? What? You said the club <laughs> word. He huh? needs, he needs the incels essentially. And that's what I got. Well, that's a good, good round. I think we got here. Logan Paul versus Andrew. This Tate. is Battle of the Douchebags. You guys are bringing two really cool fellas. Two badasses. Yeah. Oh boy! Oh boy! Tighten oh boy! It up, boys. All right, we're putting the vote out now. Hmm. Oh shit! All right. Ready? Oh, well, Ready? out. Go. Hey, man, I just want to let you know that sometimes you gotta, you gotta shut the fuck up. Tighten it up, boys. This time is just one of those times you gotta shut the fuck up. I don't think you're a bad person. I just don't want to hear you talking anymore. You gotta shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Could be tighter. <laughs> Certainly could be. <laughs> you are garbage. So I, the way I see this is, look, you can you can maybe bone uh, one 15-year-old, 
but <laughs> like but what Logan Paul is doing is boning an entire generation of 15 year olds mm-hmm. for well, life. That's that's another aspect of this. Oh, I've been banned from every uh, platform, but hence or but yet your your clips just propagate the formula everywhere. You know, you got all the stories on the Instagram. You got all the. Dare I say feet. it's the Streisand effect? Whoa! Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a callback. She was on earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I know her. I know. I know that woman. <laughs> I didn't even show you guys the clip of her talking about calling Tim Cook Tim Apple to make sure that uh, <laughs> that Siri said Streisand instead of Streisand. Well, we will. Be sure to include that in the post-production. Oh, it version. will be yeah, included. Much. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Is that funny? Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Oh boy, Logan Paul versus Andrew Tate. Who's it going to be? <laughs> Logan Paul versus Andrew Tate. Yeah, that yeah. is gay. Uh, I don't want to take calls. Eight six five four six five six two seven one. Eight six five four six five six two seven one. Give us a ring. Give us a ring ding. Uh, yes, thinking not, Andrew Tate or Logan Paul. It's on your mind. Google Andrew Taint. <laughs> I think I'm going to commit suicide. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do, Andrew Taint. Andrew Taint. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! He's so bald. He's so bald. You're going to have to smash that hard drive now. Wow. <laughs> Good uh, lord. Lower. He's more talented than Sarah Palin. We're waiting on a call. I was going to read some old boostograms because it's been a minute. Um, uh, I got a boost coming through, I think, from Chunta's song, uh, White Triangles, I believe. Uh, My split from that Antarctica song he put me in. It's uh, Sailing to Antarctica. Great song he did. It is Mm -hmm. a great song. Great song. song. 3,300 sats from CSB. Saying, please tell your audience to visit www.csb.lol for fun cartoons without balloons. Yo, CSB. You were muted that whole time you said that. Where did he get his balloons? Oh, God. Yeah, it's been this long since I've done an episode. Just in time for Christmas, we're going on Adventure of a Lifetime. A great pick featured on Homegrown Hits, episode 14. That was... uh, Hell yeah. um, that was from, uh, oh, this is also from uh, Homegrown Hits uh, on the split. And uh, then 2,091 sets from Sir Spencer saying, I've been meaning to clear out my ISO box to you fellas. So I'm going to snag that. Let's copy. Clear out your box, baby. Yeah. And I think that catches us up. Mm, beauty. Beauty, eh? Well, we still got yeah. some time to vote and still got some time to call. 865-465-6271. We got about one minute left on voting, and oh. you, you too can check out Homegrown Hits every Thursday night with Dame DeLorean, Mary Kate Ultra, and Daisy B. Cooper. Homegrown Hits. Yeah, XYZ. I'm fucking better than you. Okay, much better than you. You are garbage. Caller, you're on the air. Battle of Douchebags, season two, Hi. episode one. Hey, it's Caller out of Care Bear. How are you guys? Doing hey. well. Hey, oh, Caller. Hey. hey. Hello there. <laughs> Um, I just got a, I got a campaign, uh, Andrew Tate, the biggest douche in the universe. So yep. disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I brought Logan Paul and it, I agree with been, that. <laughs> even, even Logan Paul is my, my, I have five kids and they, 
come to me with these different things. And Andrew Tate, when my son came to me and told me about how Andrew Tate was this big manly, you know, person, he should, uh, no, just no. Yeah. Tell, tell him to Sam Hyde is a better role model. Yeah. Caller. You, you said, don't, don't, <laughs> listen to, don't listen to Andrew Tate, go out in the forest and look for dead bodies. And put yeah, it on just YouTube. go to Japan Dead one time. Is, but would you rather your win. would you rather your child uh, take uh, life advice from Andrew Tate or Jordan Peterson? Because I've never seen Andrew Tate cry. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'm gonna say Jordan Peters um, on that one because I mean at least he's not disgusting. Well. I mean, in certain ways. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen his room? Yeah, have you seen? Yeah, his he tells people to clean his, to clean their rooms, but he doesn't have a very clean room himself. I, Lavish, it's hard to clean your room I, when you're addicted to fucking benzos. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. just benzos yeah, and lobster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Andrew well, take over the W then, caller. Yeah, Andrew, Andrew Tate, he's got to take this. Um, so anyway, campaigning out there for you. Thanks, guys. You, Thank you, you're, you're uh, entertaining me through my night. Thanks. Awesome. Right, you. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Color on a Care Bear. Bye, guys. Joe, well, Color was in luck because with 74% of the vote. Oh, we shit, have... wait. Hang on. Final results. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I wonder who won. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was muted. It was uh, Andrew Tate with 74% of the vote. Boo. Oh, uh, my God. My I guess, anyway. And with that, suicide icon Logan Paul is pushed out of competition. Why are you yelling? Mm, yeah. Fuck. That's right. Well, uh, let's might as well. I think we missed. I think we missed one of the um, one of the things we wanted earlier. But I'll give you. I'll go ahead and give you one for uh, Andrew Tate here. Douchebag. And we missed the one for Joe Scarborough, so let me just go ahead and give Joe Scarborough one, too. But he didn't, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, yeah. That, that, that concludes part one of round two. Round two! Oh, and shit. now it's round two of round two. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Is it me and Nam against each other again? That's right. Michael Moore versus Joe Scarborough. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I've, I've been I've been feeling this one coming up. I've been ramping myself up for Michael this shit. Moore versus Joe Scarborough, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. a smackdown of a century. Yeah, That's a stinky room. I hope you're stinky, <laughs> stinky room. I hope you're ready for the heavyweight gloves, my friend. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't say that about Michael Moore, you asshole. Oh, At sh- least you didn't kill your intern <laughs> with a gun. Uh, That's Michael Moore. Oops. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, being someone from the rich Hollywood liberal elite, one tends to make friends. Wait, Uh, did we do the coin toss? Yes. And Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, we did do the coin toss. Uh, Thank you, Gal. And it is Michael Moore going up first. That's my bad. What a gal. Oh, Lord, he coming. (laughs) I don't have entrance music. (laughs) Shit. Let's, uh... Yeah, what is this music thing, uh, uh, Sir Sitter? Man. Do I have to add a roll here, or what? bold, (laughs) brash. Uh, let's, let's hear a word from Michael Moore and one of his close friends. Who 
comes out ahead and who doesn't? Hillary, is she the heavy or the heroine? And why did you let this happen? <laughs> well, he can't answer that because he's not the filmmaker. He, 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 let's just—he's a very good friend of Hillary's and, and a, has been a supporter of the Clintons. And I myself have had nothing but good things to say about Hillary uh, through most oh, of my yeah. life with her. Actually, I had a chapter in my very first book 11 years ago called "My Forbidden Love for Hillary." Uh, having said that, though, I also geez. point out in the film that after having done a very heroic thing 14 years ago of trying to get universal health care for all Americans and she was slammed viciously for this uh, and unfairly. Now as a senator she's the second largest recipient of healthcare industry money and as a filmmaker I have to be completely honest and show the whole story to people and in this film I point out that the Democrats in some ways are as guilty as the Republicans on this issue and so the film is very nonpartisan in that way it's, it's not Democrat or Republican. And Harvey, I know, you know he doesn't like the, the Hillary thing, but, uh, you know, Harvey? he respects me as a filmmaker. Who are we sitting here with? Anybody want to take Is a guess? Har- Har- Harvey Birdman, attorney at law? Not quite. <laughs> not Is quite. Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> Harvey and, Dent, uh, the DA and, of know, Gotham? <laughs> Two-Face? <laughs> <laughs> in the film and if you never hear from me again uh... but some, in some but in some sense in some sense the villain in this film is us we're the culpable ones the american citizens right. are not calling our government to task to do it right i think that's the point that he makes but just getting back to hillary i just want to clarify this yes i did ask michael to maybe consider taking out that one 30 seconds but i didn't do it for the hillary clinton or the fact i, I heard a cough in a theater and I thought maybe it was a little slow. Just to, and he said, "Do you have any?" I said, and "Just that specific, that's to, that specific cut." And what was I your said, answer? I, I love you. I love you, Harvey. But uh, See ya. you gotta, you got I have to do the right thing here. And uh, and he did. Wow. I love you, Harvey. But I had to do the right thing. I now, love how you, Harvey. skinny did Harvey look sitting next to Michael Moore there? Uh, pretty, pretty, good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty Those good. <laughs> and uh, naturally, there's only one logical conclusion to what Michael Moore would say about somebody like Harvey Weinstein uh, during these times. We need to use this moment to create a world without Harveys. I mean, this is uh, this brings up such massive issues that need to be addressed, especially in this industry. The lack of power that women have. The, the, the number of executives uh, that I've had oh, meetings with over God. the years in Hollywood that have had women at the top in the, in the position to be in the executive in charge of really making the decision, it's so rare that that happens. That's what has to change. This culture has to change. You know, men are the minority gender, if you haven't counted lately. Women make up 51 to 52% of the population, and yet men are still in charge. What do you call that when the minority is in charge of and controls the majority? We had a word for that, didn't we, in, in South Africa? Canada. Yeah. Well, essentially, we have gender apartheid in this country, where where women, who are the majority, have little or no say. Even our United States Senate, only 20% of the Senate are women. You know, this, this larger issue has to change. When we do that, we'll have less of this nonsense and, and abuse um, uh, that we have now learned about uh, with Harvey. That's how I feel. Yes, if... Harvey Weinstein, a person that Michael Moore admitted that he had loved in the clip that we had just listened to. And that uh, that interview was during the press tour for Sicko, 
which I believe was the documentary on the medical industry that he had done up. Um, it's just, uh, it's really sad. <laughs> Why not just and stand by your friend that you love industry. anymore? You know, come on. Like, like you turned a blind eye. Come on, Michael. <laughs> he and, pulled a Matt Damon. And Michael so, Moore is saying that women should run things and women don't run anything. And he's right, because if women ran things, then Andrew Tate would have been arrested or something by now. Oh, wait. Well, I think to a bigger degree, if you to stop somebody like Harvey Weinstein, you have to put an end to the gender apartheid. That's the that's the solution. Here's the thing with Harvey Weinstein. He was sleeping with women using his power and influence in Hollywood. uh, And that's how he was doing it. Michael Moore comes across as the guy that's saying all these things about women. Hopefully one of them hears and gives him a sympathy hand job. Yeah. Ooh. It comes every blue moon or so. You get a pity. pity <laughs> the old, the the old male, male feminist pity fuck. Yeah, that's right. I just like his idea of a small minority controlling everything uh, when he <laughs> works terrible. in the entertainment industry. Yeah. <laughs> People have to stop tweeting this nonsense. I it's think that's uh, I think that's all I got for this round with Michael Moore. It's uh, you know, birds of a flock, birds of a feather flock together, as they say. And um, we'll see you, Michael. Back into the green room you go. And really, right. the majority of the people had their say on Michael Moore. I think it would be shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's it right there. I still, I, I still, uh, I don't know. I'm going to call a penalty on that music. That's too good. (laughs) Flag on the field. That's right. (laughs) Red alert. That brings us to Joe Skerber. Joe Skerber. Joe Skerber. Choose your fighter. Joe Skerber. Approach. Joe Scarborough. Uh, yes, so I've got some clips of him. Uh, again, he's a news anchor for MSNBC, uh, loves screaming and shouting about Donald Trump. Um, here is what will happen if Trump gets elected, according to Joe Skurdberger. If he is voted into office, then a lot of these people that are talking about literal or figurative or whatever the hell they're saying, you're going to look like idiots uh, because he will do He will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. He's going to execute people, drive them from the country, probably Michael Moore. Like, is he going to use his own car or what? (laughs) (laughs) Is he going to take him in a limo? (laughs) Get on out of here. Execution. Um... I can probably so I can probably give you a sound bed for the next one if you want. I've been looking. I think I got you covered now. Okay. Uh, well, this next clip is about uh, his take on guns in Texas. You 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 have a, a group of migrants <laughs> being run down and killed. <laughs> 
Look at this. Here it says, by far, the highest child and teen firearm mortality rate among peer countries. Our little children are being slaughtered. And Greg Abbott has nothing to say about it. He just, he just wants to change the subject. Uh, but after Greg Abbott cynically, cruelly looked at a, at a rampage uh, inside of a home where uh, children, a child and his mother and, and, and family slaughtered by an AR-15. And yes, an illegal immigrant. The question is, how did he get that AR-15? The governor cynically and cruelly focused on the immigration status of these poor people and that little boy that were slaughtered and called them illegal immigrants right off the top. Just inhumane. But you wanted to focus on that. Illegal immigrants. So is it any surprise that we have migrants being won over? Since with this sort of lack of leadership, this sort of cynicism, this sort of hatred in Texas, is it any surprise that we have migrants on Sunday morning, some of them probably going to church, getting run over uh, while they're waiting for a bus? Or that we have... Uh, neo-Nazi sympathizers, uh, possible white supremacists going to, to malls to gun down other people. I mean, this is there is a sickness in the state of Texas, and that sickness starts at the very top with Greg Abbott, who refuses to protect little children in the state of Texas, whether it's at school or whether it's at church, or whether it's at shopping malls, or even inside their own homes. Mm. Joey, Joey, Joey. That was beautiful. Yeah, so you see the misleading there. He uh, he talks about how Greg Abbott's focused on the fact that they were illegal immigrants. Uh, no, the killer was actually an illegal immigrant, and that's what uh, Greg Abbott's was focusing on, um, necessarily. But uh, gun grabber MSNBC host Joe Scarborough, of course, leading leading and taking that topic topic yeah, at and, hand and then he says i know I, he kind of glosses over how he got the gun well i don't know how he got the gun it's like well if he's, if he's illegal he probably didn't get it legally i would say right. you usually have to show i think all 50 states require id exactly and uh so he's completely brushing this idea of immigration being an issue away and saying uh greg abbott's terrible and, and guns are terrible as well um lavish please Look both ways before crossing the street. Uh, no. <laughs> Damn. Well, that settles it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all I got. And um and that's just and um and nice. It's like a good it's like end. spit it out. Well, that means uh, that's it's what they time call for spit the... it out, Scarborough. But that means it's time for the is dare I say the second. Battle the second vote of round two. Ah, so yeah. Too. All right. Round two, ready? All right. Go! Let's open it up. We've open opened it up, it up, people. People, we've opened it up, people. Uh, we're going to get that in the chat. Yep, yep. And it's 865-465-6271. Uh, call Give us a call. Man. Yeah. Call Sexy ladies are you. standing by. Talk hey. I hear you so bad. <laughs> hi, how's it going? Oh, hi. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Caller. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Hello. 
Hello. And how? Oh. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. Is it on? Yeah, I, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Are you muted, caller? Uh, I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> we got you. We yeah, I, really, you. I really want to hear what you have to say, but it's weird. Like, it's like you're moving the phone away or putting it into your shirt or something. <laughs> Red alert. Is this on? Red alert. Red alert. I think caller's muted. Oh, I'm going to have to take this back to Micro Center. It's not working properly. <laughs> caller, you in? <laughs> I can hear you guys. I can't believe you can't hear me. What is caller we, we, can, we can hear you. <laughs> we can hear you. <laughs> hey, God. is this the number for Battle of the Douchebags? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Unmute your tab caller. Can you can you hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> Hello, caller. You're on the air. It's you... Battle of Douchebags. Hey, shalom, shitits. <laughs> How we doing? Oh, Shabbat. I'm hanging in there. How are you guys doing? Oh, doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah, Who you liking great. for this round? You liking uh, Michael Moore or Joe Skerberger? So it's a, it's a tough one, but I think it's Joe Scarborough, and the reason is is because he goes on air every fucking day and says shit like that. Right, right. He has you a are bigger. Caller. He has a bigger platform. I so, agree. A smaller think, man with a bigger platform. Yeah, that's yes. I uh, I don't think he can beat Andrew Tate, but we will even see if we get that matchup. I, I I like the first part of what you said, caller. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have a good evening, guys. Thanks for the fun. Awesome. Oh, thank you, caller. Thank you. Hello? Caller? Hello, nurse. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I was so rudely put on hold. Tighten it up, boys. <laughs> caller? Are you there? Listen, I have important I have important things to weigh in on. Oh yes, regarding what you got? this last round. What you got? It's very important. For me, Michael Moore has the edge, but um I think Nam is right to be upset because it is literally only for the tuba womp womp song. It's <laughs> true. Me, 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 me. <laughs> no other reason. Yeah, it's unfair. Well, I was trying to it just I was came trying, down to that. I was trying to help out with the porn music yeah i love that over the dead immigrants uh, <laughs> then they ran the them over with their truck <laughs> 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 slaughtered their families with an ar-15 this would have been this would have been the pick so uh what i'm saying and is everybody should big butt based on the best uh music bed <laughs> Only for this round, though. Caller, caller. The important question God. is: Do you think Barbara Streisand would have won in this round? Uh, I think that Barbara was taken out too early. I'm not sure why. I don't know. Uh, I think we all know why. Well, yes. Just kidding. I don't. Barbara know. Streisand. Don't know. Is, yeah. Barbara Streisand. Streisand. Making new Streisands. <laughs> What prompted you to, to tweet that? Oh, boy. Uh, I think we've got 30 seconds left, boys. Thing. If you think it's Michael Moore, then... Uh, as mad as a wax banana. As mad as Max, Max Banana. 
You're madder than Max's bananas, what I'm trying to say. Mm. I think I would give my left nut for that music bed that, that they use for this. That's so freaking perfect. How do you have those? <laughs> oh, you know. Let your wannabe. Lots of moments lots of, remain. Lots of practice. Moments remain. Get your votes in, people. Get your votes in. It's going to be a close one. Oh, my goodness gracious. got to be shitting me. That is the that might be the closest we've had tonight. Final results. Inching out. Inching out. Centimetering out with uh, 52% of the vote is Michael, please no more. Proceeding mm. to the final round. Oh, sorry, Joey. Gee, I wonder who's gonna win who's gonna win this episode. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be close. Goodness. Oh no, I have Shoot. to. I have to play with myself now. Shit, that's right. Again? Fuck. Damn it! You just played yourself. Douchebag. All right, Boobsy, you did it. You made it. I think last season it took you a while to get into the finals. No, I have to bring I up bad memories. I oh. don't think I. Can we? What you got? Can we say goodbye to Joe Scarborough? Oh yeah. Oh, we certainly can. I don't need a bed. This is a this is a song, actually. You know, this mom and pop store was vandalized during the summer riots, and that's just as bad as the United States Capitol being vandalized. No, no, actually, no, no, Jack, it's not. <laughs> I'm not going to confuse a taco stand, racist, with the United States Capitol. This was mixed by Logan Paul. That's the best part. No. Was it really? No. All right, that's enough. That's enough of that. That was hot. That was hot, kid. That was good. R.I.P. Matt Perry. Yeah, I mean, Joe you know, someone made that comparison earlier, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Sir Kando is all over it. If you see a clone, kill a clone. Well, I think that means it's time for round three, the final three final. Ready? Go! It's going to be Andrew Tate voices Michael Moore. Wow. Wow. Just talk about a, <laughs> a statue of bronze and caramel versus a... Statue mm. of lard and white pasty mayonnaise, <laughs> vanilla paste, hair in it. I need dick. That's all I'm interested in. That is gay. All right. Uh, coin flip says why? Coin flip says, oh, Michael Moore's up first. Michael Moore is so, up first. Wow. Come on down. Come on down. <laughs> um. Well, shit. I let me let me put this up to y'all. I don't I don't know if we've ever went down this route per se, but uh, I'll offer you one of two clips for Michael Moore. Would you like to hear one from TV Nation, which was a TV show that he did back in the early two thousands, where they send communism on its last tour across America, or would you like to check out a legacy clip from No Agenda? 
where they discuss Michael Moore and someone confronting him at a protest uh, at Portland during Occupy Wall Street. Hmm. Uh, whichever like the, one like you think the... you can beat yourself better with. <laughs> yeah, I like the latter. But, uh... but no agenda. It's, you know, it's actually got some topical stuff. It's got, uh, yeah, let's check it out. Uh, Michael Moore was at uh, Occupy Wall Street, uh, Portland. How can you say his name without playing the douchebag clip? Oh, of course I can. Oh, there it is. And uh, (laughs) this will give you an idea of what's happened to Occupy Wall Street. So he's up there, and he's and he's he's now the celebrity, (laughs) and he's got two guys, skinheads, protecting him, which is very frightening. Like you know, like the buzz, really buzz cut, crew cut, like with green jackets. What? Nazis. Yeah, they look like Nazis. Yeah, they probably are. And the guy filming this is pretty funny. He's like, uh, hey, how about you give up some of your money, douchebag, with your $50 million? And, of course, Moore doesn't answer. What happens is the guy follows him after Michael Moore is done, and he keeps yelling at him, and then the crowd turns on the guy. <laughs> and they start calling him a douchebag, which is really, it's like, here's a guy who's part of the 1%. He won't answer. And then they call him a douchebag. Well, listen to this. What he just said was that the richest 400, we know about them, right? Yep. They have more wealth than 150 million Americans combined. More than 400 people. And this man, Thomas, is requesting, and I think it's a very simple request, would each of these 400 just give back a million dollars each? I'm a million of your fifty million. I'm a million of your fifty million. <laughs> I love this. How about a million of your fifty million? They spend that on lunch. Oh, they spend that on lunch. Yeah, right. yeah they spend a million dollars on lunch. That's very funny, you idiot. So, um, but listen, I know they. Um, I, 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 all right, now he, he's walking away. Are you done? Thank you. Thank you, Portland. I'll be here all week. Portland. Yeah, I rock. I'm funny. It's my stand-up. I'm awesome. Woo! Love me. Thank you for him. I'll keep there. Now listen to the back. Make way for him. Make way for Michael Moore. Make way. And the Nazis are pushing everybody out of the way. Listen to what they're saying to this guy, though. It's pretty amazing. They're getting really angry at him. Make way for the one percent. Fifty million dollar Michael Moore. Here he comes. Make way for the one percent. Hey, Michael, you fly in the corporate jet? Buy your own private jet. Who are you? And from there, the the crowd just turns on that guy. And there's quite a Who's few. You? There's quite a few uh, videos available on YouTube. I found another one in a documentary called "Michael Moore Hates America," where a guy stood up and started, you know, trying to interact with Michael Moore, and you know, he gets booed out of the room and whatnot. Um, I actually had three of those, believe it or not. There's another one where 
a guy is standing in the balcony dressed as Michael Moore and it's Michael Moore confronts uh, Michael Moore. And um, later on, after they kick the, the imposter out, uh, he goes on like, Oh yeah, this, this is just a constant state of fear that I live in where there's some crazed rando standing in the balcony about to assassinate me. I, I you have no idea. I've realized that both of uh both Andrew Tate and Michael Moore have fear of being assassinated. It's pretty interesting. Pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. But let me uh mm. just for the funsies, I'm gonna take this forward a little bit because there was something kind of neat in the clip. Like his book and make himself a big man, even though he is part of the he is the one percent and fifty million totally. probably yeah. more. Yeah. And he he speaks up and, and and blasts the guy like you would do in one of these things. And then he gets shouted yeah, out. as the instigator. Who's paying you? It's just pathetic. Clip of the day. That was clip of the day for episode for three. Bestowing the award upon me. That's very kind of you. Episode three fifty three and no agenda. Wow. wow. I love hearing their old stuff. That's great. Yeah, deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Incredible! Wow. And I think that'll uh, wrap me on Michael Moore. Let me just go ahead and kick it straight over to... Overall, if you're a pimp, you're a positively inspirational and motivating person. And That's uh, right. Take off your tuba hat and put on your uh, pimping hat. Your pimp hat. And I think, Nam, you really just nailed it out of that park with, uh, you'll have to help me with the term again, the influ conservator. What was the uh, word? Uh, Influservative. Influservative, yes. That's a that's a John G. Dew coined term. That's phenomenal. I, it's incredibly G- apropos. I'm going to go give uh, Dahoujin some karma right now. Um, oh, Dahoujin. Ooh, triple sevens ooh, on that. Seven, seven, seven. Nice. Um, Ew. I guess where we have to, it's based off of the clips that I had been presenting with Andrew Tate. He is very uh, openly, uh, self-admittedly, manipulative and controlling of women. And what I came to realize is it's not specifically necessarily geared at just women. It's really everybody. This guy just wants to use and abuse everyone. Hence this sort of like weird flip-flop back into the reality where it's the Matrix coming after me. And uh, I think what you have at the crux of this is uh, that sort of guru-grifter territory where things are just, you just got to listen for it. Firstly, I want to give a huge thanks to everyone who's supported us this year. Let me let me state one other thing that this is a video that's probably six or seven days old now at this point. Firstly, I want to give a huge thanks to everyone who's supported us this year. I think anybody with a brain understands that the Matrix has attacked us, that they've lied about us, that any proof you see, any screenshots is all edited, it's all fake and that we've done nothing wrong, that we were offered to sell our souls and we refused. And that is why we're now in this current situation we're in. I want to thank everybody who supports us and continues to support us because I believe this fight will be long. And having all the support from people at home allows us to have a degree of bravery. It's very hard to be brave when you feel like you're being brave for nothing. But knowing that people genuinely support us and understand we're innocent and protest our innocence is extremely important to us and our mentality. I want everyone at home to know that we would never kill ourselves. And that no matter what they do to us, we're going to remain true to our core messaging and we're going to remain true to our souls because I believe the only thing you truly earn, the only thing you truly own on this planet is your soul and your morality and that belongs 
to your relationship with God. And if you're trying to just chase concert tickets and filling up stadiums and money, you're going to end up having to sell your soul at some level. And I'm interested in all of that. In fact, I've learned through this year that all the things you think you own, you don't own anyway. A government will take them off you. It's only a piece of paper they need to stamp and they'll come and take everything off you. All you have is the peace of mind to know that you're telling the truth and you're trying to do good for the world. And if I sit here and explain it to you calmly, you might agree with everything I say, but you will not be inspired to act. Whereas if I sit and yell it at you, I'm trying to make you understand that I'm leading from the front. I'm not a coward. I'm not a liar. I'm not a pussy. I'm going to be the first one to get shot. I am already one of the first people who are suffering before all of you. I'm prepared to die before all of you die. And all I want from my fans is to at least stand up along with me so I know it's not futile and it's not being done in vain. He wants his fans to stand up with him because he's looking for soldiers in the Great War. Um, $50 a month, you can get into this action. Join the Discord. Again, uh, I'm not seeing a problem with this guy. <laughs> well, I guess the only logical place I can conclude with Andrew Tate is how that particular video ends, and it's in a commercial. Warning, warning, warning. You are not stupid. You are lazy, you're entitled, you're arrogant, but you're not actually stupid. I can take you from your little pathetic life and put you down in a chair and make you do the things you're supposed to do and you could achieve. Last year, during these exact days, you did nothing. New Year's Eve came, you made yourself all these promises, and a week later, you were still a fuck-up. Here we are, one year later, you are still a nobody. The days when losers rest, winners are going to begin to work. You have absolutely nothing else to do. You may as well get a head start so 2024 allows you to live a life worth living so you don't stay a peasant and a peon any longer. What I'm going to do is I'm going to open up a special enrollment for a special class inside of the real world, which is only available during these days. Not only will you get 12 months inside of the real world platform, you'll also get access to accountability map. Yeah. Is, is he's saying a, a new class, a special class inside the real world, is inside the real world the name of the class, or is he just clarifying that the class doesn't exist within the Matrix? <laughs> it sounds like a lot of these classes is just people <laughs> that he's suckered into being Discord mods on his server. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, I, it was um, CoffeeZilla did a video breakdown of it, and he went through all the courses and whatnot. It's a lot of like day trading tri- uh, tips and tricks, and some people are po- uh, posting $400 a month bumps, uh, screenshots. Some people, uh, much fewer people had like $2,000 range um, growths, uh, receipts of growth over the past uh, year or whatnot. Uh, or per month, I should say. And, um, yeah. Real world platform. You'll all- I, in, in real world is his brand because he owns the real world. Get it? Because he's a top G, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I need dick. You'll also get access to an accountability manager Wait. and a new form of Aikido, <laughs> which we can only teach to people. That- <laughs> Did he say dick? I need dick. I need dick. That's all I'm interested in. <laughs> that is does gay! The, Pounds, well, points for honesty. Does the G in top G stand for government agent or government shill? Or? It actually, uh, according to his brother Tristan, you might hear it in the uh, the clip wrap-up featured at the end of this show, but G stands for Christmas. Um, that's how this... Uh, I, I ended up trimming it out of the out of the original clip, but um, yeah, G stands for Christmas. Stated in the video, you can go check it out. Mm. <laughs> mm. 
Let's you finish leave this. that bad boy untrimmed. Oh, like dude. Michael Moore's pubes. My When I finally got everything compiled down, like my full clip list, it was fucking 34 clips and like an hour and 12 minutes worth of shit. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of take content at the end of this and, episode. After And oh, that yeah. is exactly why you're playing yourself in the final. <laughs> <laughs> the original charge of the week. first section was, was not douche, but... But yeah, now it's all kind of it's just melding into a big douchebag. Months <laughs> inside of the real world platform, you'll also get access to an accountability manager and a new form of Aikido, which we can only teach to people that is guaranteed to be inside of the program for long periods of time. You commit like a man. If you're going to do something, there's no point in doing it half-assed. You don't get anywhere in life if you have to do something. You either don't do it or you do it. Binary. Devote one year to the real world and get two months completely free. Exclusive access to the Champions Network and lessons. Only available for the next six days. So act now. I've said this before and I'll say it again. As the rocket goes towards the moon, it doesn't stop halfway up. It doesn't take a break. It doesn't decide it's difficult at the moment because of the atmospheric pressure and it needs to have some time off. It continues to go because it is the momentum. Only the momentum that gives you the inertia required to escape gravity. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna tell that to the challenger. <laughs> oh, you know what? The biggest, my real main issue with uh, Andrew Tate is, is I've he's he doesn't have a sense of humor, like, he takes himself too seriously. That's my issue. I find myself super funny. Yeah, <laughs> god, big differ. <laughs> Uh, let's open these votes up. Let's do it. All right, right. this is it. The final round. Michael Moore versus Andrew Tate. Final. Ready? Go! 865-465-6271. Let's get some phone calls in this motherfucker. It's the final two. It all comes down to this. Final countdown. Michael Moore voices Andrew Tate. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Caller. Hey, boys. How you doing? Doing good. Hey, How you doing, Great. Hey, I'm doing good. Circus Media. Hey, I just got to say, fantastic job to all the contenders. It has been a show tonight. Nice and douchey, eh? Only those who compose it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I got to say, Andrew Tate, though. Andrew Tate all the way. Uh it, Especially with that last clip that you played there, boobs. Um, the uh, the Michael Moore sound bed almost pulled me over. Oh but I shit! Gotta stick with Tate. <laughs> the king of the douches. Tate, all right. Well, it is true. Like Tate is not funny. Like that Logan Paul going in the suicide forest and going, "Yup, that was hilarious." <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Tate's never done anything <laughs> that <again>. funny. <laughs> Andrew Tate's never been funny. No, nope. Michael Moore also nope. never been funny though. Like except for when he has. Tr- Tuba music playing mine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. That's my vote. Thanks. All right. Tate it night. up. Thanks. All right. One for the table. Circus. <laughs> Thank you, caller. I like the, I like Circus Media's laugh. <laughs> it's, it's funny laugh. Fun laugh. That's one point on the board for the Tater Tots, according to the callers. We need another call on here. Weigh in. Where the where the Michael where the Michael Moore? Where are the Moors? The Tate yeah. Taters? The Warriors instead of the Warriors, yeah. The Warriors, the Warriors, Warriors <laughs> versus the Taters. God, <laughs> Dude, I like Tater Tots still. 
Michael Moobs. Wow. <laughs> Is that what they call you if you're like a 15-year-old that works on this webcam thing? You're a tater tot? All right. Call tater toddler. Caller, you're on the air. Who are you liking, Michael Moore or Andrew Tate? Uh, they're both total assholes, so it's it's the best of all worlds. Um, <laughs> Everybody wins. Hey, guys. Yeah, hey, guys, it's Servito. So just a thought on gameplay. Like, what's the true essence of a douchebag? Like, is it being an insufferable cunt, or is it trying to ruin everybody's life around you? This See? is the question That's we've been asking been for debate. a long time. It's yeah. long yeah. been the debate. I know. What is a douche? I know. This is... This is this is why season two is going to be so fucking great, guys. Thank you. Wow, that did. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, see. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, we, well, while you're here, um, let's. We've been thinking of a couple ideas. Maybe we'll talk about it more in post, but um, maybe gamifying uh the votes doing a life system bringing in boostograms and having hit points to where maybe certain douches are penalized if they lose enough lives uh through boostogram attacks certain ideas that we're we're going to be tweaking off and on throughout season two so that sounds fantastic sounds like blueberry is going to have to do a lot of work because <laughs> you know it's too wasted to do that shit <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can manage hit points i can't manage boostograms that's for sure yeah. well, that, that sounds like you'd have to get sober and do work so that doesn't sound like I, a, i've had half of one beer and i still can't put this hold this ship from sinking it's a disaster hey, dude, you're unmuted it's, it's a win you're actually <laughs> on the air talking. You know? <laughs> wow! Uh, guys, so, so many of my favorite podcasters all together, all rocking it tonight. Great fucking job, guys. Great fucking job. Oh, you thank you, too. Cerrito. Thanks, yeah. Cerrito. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being the big baller producer. Yeah, well, oh, he's gone. He gone. He gone. Uh, well, what's that? Uh, let's get me some. Eight six five. I don't four, want to take calls. Four six five six two seven one eight six five. There you go. Oh, there we got thirty go. seconds left. Thirty seconds left. Caller, you're on the air. Thirty seconds on the clock. What do you want to say? What do you want to tell the people? Urgent message from the Matrix. <laughs> Vote for Michael Moore. Call Michael you Moore. Vote for Michael Moore. Red Michael Moore. alert. Red alert. Vote for Michael Moore. The Matrix will defeat. The Matrix will defeat. J J J J J. J J. So Michael Michael Moore caller. We're going with Michael Moore W on this. Okay. Andrew Tate must not be allowed to win. The Matrix will defeat. Red alert. Survey says. All right. Final, Final results. results. The champion is the champion of Battle of the Douchebag Season Two, Episode One. Final round is with sixty-three percent of the vote. Andrew Tate is our winner. <laughs> oh, mega douche! Are you winning, son? Mega douche! 
<laughs> Which means, Booberry, sorry, you lose today. Oh, shit. You lost. Fuck. You were beaten by Booberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations and sorry, Booberry. That means Andrew Tate with a big, uh, a big old win. Big old win there. You want to play a victory Tate uh, clip? Does he have anything? Does Andrew Tate have anything to say? It's like a hell yeah. What, what about his grand prize? Booberry, as a grand prize, you are getting two months of Andrew Tate's The Real World <laughs> training, where you too can be Tate-tastic. All my shit's going to be fucked up with the ads and fucking all that nonsense. It's just going to be Tate and more for the next little while. You have That's no right. idea. <laughs> a two-month value for yours, absolutely not free. <laughs> How did America uh, get boo. so stupid? Who Big wishes win. to kneel before me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boob it up in the chat. Kind of cool. It's not all dudes Dan. here. It's not all dudes. Dan, thank you uh, for honoring us with your presence for the kickoff of season two here. Thank you. Great to be here. Sorry, I couldn't you get it down. You kicked my ass. You couldn't, you couldn't beat Boobery, but you kicked my ass, that's for sure. Now I know not to pick any old white conservative guys. Start just picking fats and blacks like you guys do. <laughs> fats and blacks. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, well, let me, uh, I think I've got a pretty good, a pretty good playout clip for, uh, for Michael Moore. If that's all right. Hit um, Should I kill the sound bed? Yeah, this is uh this is a clip from TV Nation Communism's Farewell Tour. TV Nation decided to haul communism across the United States one last time. So we got a big truck, hired a teamster named Al. One box of little red books and loaded with every piece of commie paraphernalia we could find. One life-size poster of Vladimir Lenin. One bundle of the revolutionary worker. Disgrace. That's what I think. I don't want to even get into any consultations here. One Chairman Mao t-shirt. It's communist. It's not for me. One Gorbachev doll. <laughs> One president of the Communist Party of the United States of America. This is gold. No, I'm no, just no, letting no, it. Gus. You don't have to go on. No, I can't go on. no, no, no. You can't. Is this a joke? All right. All right. Did Jagger Hoover ever say to you, I'm not in this dress because I'm spying on you. I'm wearing it because I love you. No, no, he never did. No. No, no, no I have to say he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because transporting communist literature is still illegal in some states, we had Al sign a number of documents in case we needed to notify his next of kin. Sign here. Sign here. Here. The truck was loaded, and we were ready to go from New York to New Orleans to gauge America's reaction to the system they had feared for so many years. Yep, and they load this bright-ass red semi-truck with the uh, hammer and sickle <laughs> blazing down the side. And, That's actually uh, funny. I think that's funny. <laughs> that was a that was a that was a loss clip for Michael Moore, but we need a victory clip from Andrew Tate. 
Oh, a victory clip from Andrew Tate. Uh, I know you got a shit ton of them. Here we go. Here we go. This one's nice and short. I have decided to offer you all something brilliant because I know most of you struggle with the basic tenet of dedication and motivation and concentration. You have TikTok brain. Your mind has been assassinated by the algorithms. You sit there scrolling. This is the average person's life. He sits there. He gets his phone. TikTok, 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 TikTok. Girl on Instagram. Hi. She doesn't reply because he's a loser. Another girl. Hey. Doesn't reply because he's a loser. TikTok, TikTok. Pornhub. Twitter. Andrew's a human trafficker. Twitter. I'm motivated. <laughs> I want to be better. Okay, you have to do this. It's really hard. Oh, no. Oh. You have TikTok mind. Your mind fucking attacked. It's been fried like a fried egg. <laughs> wow. Fight, fighting that trans Maoist agenda. Mm-hmm. Someone's mm. got to do it. Oh, man. He wasn't wrong about most of that, I guess. So. <laughs> and this is... Uh, <laughs> I've been soft-selling Tate the entire episode. <laughs> You're like, wow, I really agree with that. That was my that was my biggest concern. I was like, oh, shit, I hope people don't vote for him because they're like, oh, yeah, no, he's got a point. <laughs> 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 I know a lot of people that just sit on TikTok all day. I'll say that. Let me, uh, uh shit. Oh, hold up. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. Prepare to die! Good night, America. Jesus, titty fucking. <laughs> oh, that's when Michael Moore held a bunch CPR. of. I do know how to <laughs> administer CPR. However, I will not administer CPR unless you're a hot female. Once again, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that there's like, if you know CPR, there's some law against that. Are you supposed it's, to try to help? It's fucking gay. Otherwise, if you minister CPR to a hey, dude. Hey, did you know CPR? <laughs> me? No. By the way. No, I didn't. No, not me. I don't know. know. Not the, most know. Second, the most astonishing thing about this Tate victory is that you went through this whole thing without... Uh, describing how he would um, impersonate women on the sex cam. So he would chat as the bro, women. Bro, bro, I gotta save this for next time so that he can win so at the championships. Fuck. Oh, yeah, dude. whoa, spoilers. Bro. Jesus Christ. I had, I had 37 what? fucking minutes of take clips prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing the long game. I won't I'm, spoil it, then, but let's just say he win. likes sexy with dudes. <laughs> Everything He's still pissed about Please season don't, one. Don't, <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, in that case, uh, Dan, thanks again for coming on. We got, obviously, MMO.show every Tuesday, right around 6 p.m. You kick on that stream, Eastern. Yes, sir. 6.30 Eastern. The show usually starts there with Jaji Do. Great show. MMO.show. And thanks for Appreciate hanging it. with us. And obviously, Booby and Lavish, you got uh, Behind the Schemes every Monday night, 1030 yes. Eastern. And be- right. Before the Schemes is before that. Yeah. Tomorrow. Starts about an hour beforehand. Yeah. And oh, I yeah, should yeah. be back next week with a new Abs and Six Pack episode. Shitmyass.com. Podtard.com. Until then, I'll be streaming Fish Tank. Red alert. I have to go wash my hand, like, again from all that coffee. It's still sticky. What do you put in your coffee? 
Lots and lots it's of cream. It's not what he puts in his coffee. Elephant it's what I put in his coffee. Diarrhea. Yeah, elephant cum and diarrhea. Well, hello there. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. If you listen to the posted version, uh, stay tuned for a bunch of Andrew Tate clips, some Barbara Streisand clips, I'm sure a little Joe Scarborough. I got a bunch of Jordan Peterson, Glenn Beck. It's going to be great. Thank you, everybody. Adios. Could be tighter. It's like nobody understands me, you know? Like all these stupid boomers, people over 40 don't know how hard it is for young people. Yeah. Like, yo, if you guys feel the same way, just leave a comment down below and smash that like button. You know, the most important thing is just to be yourself. When I feel like I can't be myself, that's when I need a hydration drink that'll pick me up. That's when I need Cred. Ah. It's the cruelest sports drink in the world. Cred is 100% sugar-free. Cred has electrolytes so you can ride your bike. And also, Cred has more vitamin A than your body could possibly ever use. I can't feel my face. Drink cred or you're a piece of shit! Drink cred at your school today! Not intended for children. A close reading of 20th century history indicates, as nothing else can, the horrors that accompany loss of faith in the idea of the individual. Only those who compose it. Thus, the reality of the individual must be regarded as primary. If suffering is to be regarded seriously, without such regard, there can be no motivation to reduce suffering and therefore no respite. Instead, the production of individual suffering can and has and will be again rationalized and justified for its supposed benefits for the future and the group. Like, I'll show you nonsense. This guy is considered, this guy is considered an intellectual, um, this guy uh, is one of the number one authors in Western history at this point. And he is the guy who's supposed to use his superior intellect to help young men out of chaos. Okay, this is him answering a question. The question, did that happen, begs the question, what do you mean by happen? Because when you are dealing with fundamental realities and you pose a question. Okay, real quick, I, I, I honestly think he's lost his mind. And I'll play the whole thing. Like, look at him. I honestly think he's lost his mind because you can say, oh, no, he's being a, a politician. He's avoiding the question, blah, blah, blah. No, he thinks he thinks that this works on people. OK, like Putin, for example, recently did a political response uh, with a sane mind. I'll, I'll play the whole thing in a second. It gets even more insane. So someone said, do you plan on taking over Ukraine? And according to the Russian translation, he said, when the special military operations started, we had no plans to take over Ukraine. That was his response. So he avoided the question, but he told people the answer without telling them the answer. The answer is yes, he's going to take over Ukraine. Um, and 
And so think about how interesting that is. So what he did is if he said, yes, I'm going to take over Ukraine, that would be a, a claim. The question, did that happen, begs the question, what do you mean by happen? Because when you are dealing with fundamental realities and you pose a question, you have to understand that Mm -hmm. the reality of the concepts of your question, when you're digging that deep, are just as questionable as what you're questioning. You know, so people say to me, what do you, do you believe in God? And I think, okay, there's a couple of mysteries in that question. What do you mean do? What do you mean you? What do you mean believe? And what do you mean God? And you say as the questioner, well, we already know what all those things mean, except belief in God. And I think, no, if we're going to get down to the fundamental brass tacks, we don't really know what any of those things mean. You have no idea. There's been a lot of response to your appearance. Glenn Beck, he had an interesting response. Let's take a look. That sounds like the ravings of a fascist. That's what that sounds like. And quite honestly, uh, I believe that's what that guy is. You cannot respect the founders and build a mountain of deceit that you stand on to declare the Constitution to be supreme and be a decent human being. Fascist, how do you respond? Well, fascists always seek to disarm the general uh, population. And then he says, he says, I'm a liar in that same piece because the government didn't buy over a billion bullets in the last year. That's AP and Reuters that they've bought over a billion plus bullets. And he said, I'm a liar. That's the mountain of lies. Uh, he, he did a piece saying, I'm a liar about FEMA camps, even though it's in the Emergency Centers Establishment Act, admits they're already there. The Civilian Inmate Labor Camp Program, I'm giving people real names. The Army Manual, just type in Army Manual uh, Re-Education Center, and it talks about it all, army.mil. But he thinks his audience is stupid. He's a gatekeeper. He's the guy and I've been a big critic of him and George W. Bush. See, I'm a constitutionalist. When Obama attacks the Constitution, I go after him. Uh, when Bill Clinton does it, I go after him. When George W. Bush does it, I go after him. I go after the NDAA when Bush does it, and when Obama uh, continues it, uh, or the Patriot Act under Bush, and then Obama with the NDAA, and when he continues it. This is the type of stuff that I fight. It's not about political parties. It's about the Bill of Rights and Constitution. And it's Glenn Beck that's promoted torture. You can find the clips. When, when Ron Paul was doing well in the, in the primaries four years ago, he said, have you heard of this money bomb? That was before the general public knew what it meant. That's Ron Paul supporters planning to blow things up. I think the army should be used against them. I mean, come on, Glenn Beck has basically taken my research, Rolling Stone did a big article about it, New York Magazine, uh, five years ago he said everything I talked about was a lie. He's taken the stuff that that I've put out that's true, reworked it, re-engineered it, neoconned it, and then rolled it out 
uh, later. So he's mad that I'm getting on hundreds of stations. He's mad that I'm getting attention. I mean, I, I'm not here trying to be numero uno like Glenn Beck. I'm here trying to save our Bill of Rights and Constitution. And the government is arming to the teeth against the American people with the 1.6 billion bullets, with the armored vehicles, with the checkpoints, with the uh, highway checkpoints, with the TSA sticking their hands down our pants, with the warrantless well, wiretapping. Well, Alex, to that point, so, we so, have so, questions so coming in from we the community. I want, to, I want to make sure that we keep moving forward. Senior Mason wants to know what you think of Glenn Beck's sudden pivot to libertarians in light of the way he treated Ron Paul during the debates. Well, there you go again. They remember four years ago. Uh, a libertarian is a real liberal. Thomas Jefferson is a liberal. Freedom for everybody, Second Amendment, property rights, leave people alone, let them live the way they want to live. That's a liberty person. That's a libertarian. And Glenn Beck knows the Republican Party is dying. He knows the Democratic Party uh, is is. Uh, basically uh, turning into a uh, massive uh, system. And so he wants to basically come in because most Americans call themselves libertarians and he wants to brand it that he's the leader and he's the head of libertarians and he loves Ron Paul while meanwhile still sniping at him on a routine basis. And that's what I don't like about Glenn Beck is that he's not consistent and, 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 and he really disdains his audience what am I avoiding? Uh, you know what you're avoiding. <laughs> He's just, it finally, it, well, it took Alex Jones uh, to <laughs> get to the bottom of who you are and what oh, you're all yeah. about. Right. Mm-hmm. What you're right. all about. Right. Mm-hmm. Finally. So, uh, it, this is a fascinating thing. Apparently, if anybody moves to Texas, they're moving in on Alex Jones. Where did he come from? I mean, he, he wasn't always this ideologue, was he? I not, mean, not at all. No, he's a, sort of the morning zoo radio personality. He's been doing it since he was a teenager, uh, hopped around the country, uh, you know, got mixed up in drugs and alcohol, uh, became clean. But, you know, a dozen years ago, he had a ponytail. He supported abortion rights. Uh, so he, it was sort of a radical transformation as he went from the morning zoo to being uh, a, a conservative uh, talk radio guy joined Fox News just as the economy was collapsing and and the Obama was uh, uh, coming to power and uh, the combination was just perfect for him. Did you uh, interview him for this book? No, but not for lack of trying. I I, I think he saw the uh, the cover photo, which is uh, him in tears, and uh, uh, probably decided that uh, that wasn't going to be in his interest. So no, he he did fine. <laughs> Is that a real picture or is that been it is, photoshopped? It is a genuine picture. They're, they're real tears. I can't say they're emotionally genuine tears. Uh, they put menthol under his, um, uh, under his eyes to produce the tears. This was. Uh, How do you the, know that? Because there's a video of it online, Bob. Uh, <laughs> it, was done, it was done for a, a photo shoot. Now, he, he, he's known for his uh, tear ducts opening up uh, on the show and uh, sometimes using that quite effectively. And I don't want to say they're not always genuine, but in, in this instance, they're not exactly genuine. Here's where the little bit of truth comes in, where conspiracy theorists, and most likely you, can agree. And this is how... This is, if I'm Satan, this is how I do it every single time. I just take a little bit of truth and go, well, that, yeah, that's right. I know that's right. I know. I know. But let me ask you this. Is it at least possible? You know, you really know what happened on 9-11? And I start taking just little bits of facts, and I start 
mixing them with out and out lies, provable lies. But then I tell you, yeah, but can you really trust that news organization to tell you the truth? (laughs) I know they say that's wrong, but can you trust them? And now you find yourself in the exact situation that that kid was in isolated, alone, not knowing who to trust. Everybody is against you. And you just want to feel something again, something real again. That's what happened. And as a society, we are being led right down that rabbit hole. And we're being led by that rab- down that rabbit hole by people who are telling you right now, and not in the government, you can trust me, I'm your friend, and I'm the friend of the Constitution. I'm for freedom. Radio host Glenn Beck was once the hood ornament on the screeching car known as the Tea Party. Mr. President, you, sir, are either delusional or you're the dumbest son of a bitch on the planet. But like a lot of other conservatives, Beck's voice has been muted by the rise of Donald Trump and the strangeness of campaign 2016. He invited correspondent Michael Moynihan to his ranch in Idaho to watch last night's debate and discuss the future of conservatism post-Trump. very beautiful ranches in Texas where you live full-time why why here you know you grow up around the mountains and it just gives you I mean that Jesus you know Sorry. you look you look at <laughs> that's already created the <laughs> this is where Glenn Beck comes to escape escape civilization and an election that's left him without a party do you think you actually could have changed the path that we were on now I mean you had a I lot of know. influence you have a lot of influence. I don't know. Uh, Look, yeah, a, lot of people, on, a lot of people yeah, say yeah. that you it, are the man responsible for Donald Trump. Couldn't be further from the truth. Why? Because I'll take you to the episodes where I warned that that man would come. You think it's trouble now? We're at the beginning. This, this movement that Trump, he didn't start. He tapped into. If anybody caused it, it was the political parties lying to the people on both sides. And, and I, I will tell you um, that it has crossed my mind. To vote for Trump? To vote for Hillary. It has crossed my mind. I think Donald Trump is so unstable, so dangerous, that it has crossed my mind. So let's go ahead and go to Glenn Beck. Washed up. Half his audience, Democrat operative, Judas Goat, he goes and falls on his sword on mainstream media. That's what he does. He goes and falls on his sword. He gets pushed by Twitter, Facebook, everybody, force-fed, lavish with corporate sponsorship. He goes on, falls on his sword, says conservatism is a fraud, what he does. And then he misrepresents what I said about 9-11, about everything. Because I said there was a stand down, Saudi Arabia, all that's come out in the 28 pages. But he misrepresents that, and then he misrepresents the rest. Here it is. We're frequently accused of spreading conspiracy theories about Obama and about liberals, which is why I want to know what you make of the conspiracy theories this week, these attacks against the students in Florida. Why do people embrace this kind of conspiracy theory thinking? 
Okay, so uh, let's talk about conspiracy theories, because again, this is a left and right kind of thing. Look at the conversation. If you remember, Scripps Howard did a <clears throat> excuse me, Scripps Howard did a poll uh, in 2006, and they asked the question: How likely is it that uh, people in the federal government either assisted in the 9/11 attacks or took no action because they wanted war in the Middle East? 22% said very likely. 22% of Democrats said very likely. 28% said somewhat likely. So that's more than half of Democrats thought that Bush was involved in the 9-11 conspiracy. So conspiracy, and by the way, the person who was behind that conspiracy is the same guy behind a lot of these conspiracies, Alex Jones. Um, All right, let's stop there. I'm going to come back with the right, and then they agree that I need to be shut down. So they don't play what I actually said. They don't show what I actually did. They just tell you, and then they agree I need to be taken down. There have been shootings where clearly people do it by themselves. There's also shootings where I can play a CNN clips where, well, more cops got shot. They need to do more to stop police violence. That's why they're getting killed. You know, they deserve it. And when Congressman Scalise got shot, Wolf Blitzer had a guest on going, well, the guy was a hero that did it. You know, he wasn't a bad guy. And Blitzer's like, okay, I agree, yeah. So these people are out of control. And the day after the event, though the day of the event, we start seeing Local stations and Texas stations that were there to cover Major League Baseball interviewing students going, there's multiple shooters and Cruz was with me. He wasn't shooting. And then I get a guest on. They say it. He knows other people we get in contact with say it. Imagine being Glenn Beck or somebody or CNN or anybody. Because a lot of these were over TV camera shoulders. People shoot on iPhones. The students were all saying this. Imagine then you don't cover it because you don't want to be called a conspiracy theorist. That just means going and talking to the locals and seeing what really happened instead of whatever the, na the national news in D.C. or New York or L.A. says. And that's what's crazy. But see, they can't say, oh, Jones is bad. He interviewed students that said there were multiple shooters and showed local newscasts saying the same thing and that the sheriff stood down. No, 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 no. You can't go up against that. So you go, Alex Jones is to be banned on YouTube and Google. Thank God. Washington Times said, thank God. Glenn Beck says, thank God. News Corps says, thank God. CNN's out. I got four or five clips where Skelter's pushing people. Don't you want to shut this down? Don't you need to do something about it? I is the same guy behind a lot of these conspiracies, Alex Jones. Um, I, Politico described that as something at the time. They said, well, that's just things that people are saying because they don't like the other guy. That's the problem. We're willing no, to accept things. No, over a million Iraqis died in the first phase over lies about babies having their brains bashed out in incubators. And... You hear about the sinking of the Maine, our own battleship being blown up and blah, blah, blah. I love America, but criminal elements do this stuff. It's taught in textbooks back. But you, when you can't debate our ideas, you just misrepresent them with a straw man and then call for us to be banned. Here, let's continue. We accept things about the other guy because we don't like him. Well, and as bad as the line was no... after 9-11, what's worse now are the social networks. Oh, it spread the... What's worse is the social networks. The people can talk. What's worse now is the, the Internet. Look, Stelter's actually, and by the way, I've got like five, four or five clips of him saying this. Get rid of it. Shut him. It just, the social networks, there aren't the people. They don't, they're not watching me. I'm a big manly guy. Make them watch me, Glenn. Continue.
these, these crazy theories to millions of people. What should the technology companies do? I don't know. Um, no, I don't the, know. The, I'm so thoughtful. Uh, Let me see. Facebook and uh, Twitter have... Everything Beck does is famously scripted, by the way. Beck, boom, everywhere. Glenn Beck. Mark that spot. The plague lies there. The enemy. There's nothing worse. Little, little minion. This little, this little, this little gremlin. Beck's not even a goblin. He's a, he's a gremlin. Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. And he sits there like he's always on a toilet. He has this little face like he's constipated. Glenn Beck sits there on his chair. All, he comes on. He's like, where's the spot where he's constipated on the screenshot? Like, like back at the beginning of the video. Because it's so funny how Axel constipated. Here, I'm, I'm uh, split screen. Here we go. This is what they came up with. Let's hear the creature that they dug up out of atheist, God-hating abortion radio. And let's hear what he has to say. Um, what is frightening to me is the, the lack of reaction it from back the crowd. What's frightening to me, it's all calculated. He, he scripts with actors and hops around, big candy ass. I'm about back. I'm so scared. He's like, so everybody's supposed to be scared now. So dumb. Here it is. Um, what is frightening to me Everyone is... Everyone hates you, but the dumbest people. Look how pathetic he feels. Like, ooh, we have the moral high ground. Here it is. Um, what is frightening to me <laughs> is... <laughs> I'm sorry, back out of the beginning. I mean, just because I want to see that constipated look um, again. What is frightening to me back is... This, this is too sweet, see? He is such an arrogant piece of garbage. Let's finish the clip. Um, what is frightening to You're me... You're a bad person! You're a bad person! You're a bad, bad person! You're a bad person! He's a trash in my view. We're going to break here. When were you arrested? Okay, uh, I get come again. Holy hell. For the then governor of Arkansas at a fundraiser in California last September, 
He told me what his favorite song was of mine, and I said, well, I'm not singing it tonight, but I'll tell you what, I'll sing it at your inauguration. I am so happy to say here we are. This is a promise I'm delighted to keep. This is for you and Mrs. Clinton. there, little boy. Do you know who I am? No. I bet you do. I'm going where there's lucky clovers in the... sucks, dude. I'm Barbara Streisand. You've got to admit. Shut the hell up. But I think it comes from my from my deep down passion for this subject, mm. you know, what I was singing about, trying to help people see the truth, value the truth, you know, have a president who doesn't lie in front of the UN. I loved when Obama was there, you know, when Clinton was there and they were respected and they were applauded because they were articulate. They, were, they had conscience and consciousness and um, wisdom and, uh, and being s informed politically and experience in government, all those things that this president doesn't have. Mm. Mega douche! Dehumanizing him and, yeah, and, and take it and take it as his I masculine. Wanna, I want to quote Anna Navarro of The View. She said, "You are emasculating and embarrassing." Oh, well, I think if she took time to read the book, you know, I think that if you want to try to um, kind of if you if you if you want to just read headlines, you know, I could see how that could be confusing right but the book is right here you got two books you can read actually yeah, you can read will. my book and Will's yep. book which is so great that a lot of people are doing that mm -hmm. just knowing somebody's riding with you no matter what you can't know that until you go through, until some through some stuff you know I don't want to go through this no more I'm going to get you back first <laughs> I think you <laughs> I think we're good on that okay <laughs> okay that might, that's probably true that's you know true. um and I don't think it's about... No, for me it is. Um, I'll give you that petty <laughs> if that's what you want. <laughs> uh, um, but, you know, I will definitely say, mm. you know... 25 years and counting. Mm. We, we die, die together. together. Bad, Bad marriage, marriage for, for life. life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting because, you know, when we used to watch Red Table Talk, people would be like, who is Jada, Jada Pinkett? Yeah, take off the drug dealer, yeah. code, Jada. You, it's not a drug dealer. Code. <laughs> drug dealer energy. I never, I never. When I when I read that in the book, I was like, Jada Pinkett Smith was in the streets like that. But when you walked in, I'm like, oh, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I see the little kingpin. Oh, I see the kingpin. Snap. I'm sorry about I'm that. Five and ten. Yeah, I'm just trying to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You see how you do kingpin on you, man? Even yeah, though a little bit, yeah, kingpin on you. I see it. I see kingpin. it. Sorry about that. 
I want to talk about the book and a debate I had at dinner a couple of weeks ago with some friends. Because in the book, you say that you and Will decided to separate in every way except legally. Yeah. And y'all would have complete transparency, no secrets about what y'all were doing and whom y'all were doing it with. Right. And the debate we were having was, well, early in the book, she said that they've never been in an open relationship. But isn't that an open relationship? Well, here's the difference between that. That's when you're you're in an open relationship and you are still intimate with each other, right? At that point, we went our separate ways. So it's as if Mm -hmm. we are divorced, separated, and just trying to figure out how we're going to go about it. But at that particular point in time, we were no longer relating in that way, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Because for us, it was over. It was done. So if you're in an open relationship, mm-hmm. that means that you are still in a relationship with one another. Romantically. Yeah, somewhere, romantically. Somehow, yeah. And you are okay with being with other people romantically. Like y'all were separated. We separated. were separated. Like you? done. Done, 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 done. You know, when you're young, you're a free spirit. And I'm just like, no, nah, I can do this different. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I want to be happy. I'm not quite sure that's what happy is. Like, how can I be in a relationship and be happy. You know, I was all about the devotion of it, but I wasn't quite sure that marriage was the thing, right? And it wasn't until maybe three years ago. Three years ago? You've been married all this time and it wasn't the three go. years ago? Yeah, another headline. There you go. <laughs> you were married there you go. all this time. Jada Smith says he wasn't happy until three, three years, years ago. ago. No, no, no. <laughs> no, not that I wasn't happy. Okay. Not that I wasn't happy. But I got to see the power of marriage. Three years ago. Mm. I got to see how marriage is a, it is a holy path for real. Mm-hmm. Right. Just in regards to learning about love, because it takes a long time to break down all the different false beliefs that we have about love. Mm -hmm. Right. And and the thing about a holy matrimony and it's not to say that you're not going to go through some unholy stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. But when two people are committed and just refuse to quit what you can learn about yourself, about your partner, and about love in general, you can't really learn by going from one relationship to the next, looking for the honeymoon stage over and over again, mm-hmm. right? Specifically, if you're interested in learning about unconditional love, you know? And so I was like, oh, snap. With the Oscars situation, did that save your marriage? And the reason I asked that is, You know, I've been married 22 years. Charlamagne's been married a a long time. But in a household, especially a marriage, right, your wife will always be mad at you, right? (laughs) But you can't be mad at him. I could be mad at him. (laughs) I'm not going to let you tear him down. I could tear him down in the house. So did that save your marriage? I would say what it definitely did is that it accelerated what I think was already in the process, Right. It was in that moment that I knew I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to do this together. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be by your side. And I know that I'll I'll never I'll never leave your side. Right. Because it's funny because an emotional crisis, I didn't blink. 
I didn't blink. And that's when I knew deep down inside. I'm like, that, 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 I love that's this your nigga. guy. That's your guy. That's right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and you, there's no getting away from him. You've been trying. Self-love. When you can be your own individual in regards to like, you wake up in the morning by yourself. You look in the mirror and you are enough. Now, I know that's cliche because mm-hmm. I used I used to hate hearing that stuff, too. Like, uh, you know, you're enough and self-love and all of that. But at the end of the day, that's what's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's time for a brief history of the United States of America. Hi, boys and girls. Ready to get started? Once upon a time, there were these people in Europe called pilgrims, and they were afraid of being persecuted. So they all got in a boat and sailed to the new world where they wouldn't have to be scared ever again. Oh, I'm so relaxed. I feel so much safer. But as soon as they arrived, they were greeted by savages, and they got scared all over again. So they killed them all. Now, you'd think wiping out a race of people would calm them down, but no. Instead, they started getting frightened of each other. Witch! Witch! So they burned witches. In 1775, they started killing the British so they could be free. And it worked, but they still didn't feel safe. So they passed a Second Amendment which said every white man could keep his gun. I loves my gun. Loves my gun. Which brings us to the genius idea of slavery. You see, boys and girls, the white people back then were also afraid of doing any work. So they went to Africa, kidnapped thousands of black people, brought them back to America, and forced them to work very hard for no money. And I don't mean no money like I work at Walmart and make no money. I mean zero dollars. Nothing. Not a zip. Doing it that way made the USA the richest country in the world. So did having all that money and free help calm the white people down? No way. They got even more afraid. That's because after 200 years of slavery, the black people now outnumbered the white people in many parts of the South. Well, you can pretty much guess what came next. The slaves started rebelling. There were uprisings. An old master's head got chopped off. And when white people heard of this, they were freaking out and going, I want to live. Don't kill me, big black man. Well, just in the nick of time came Samuel Coates, who in 1836 invented the first weapon ever that could be fired over and over without having to reload. And all the southern whites were like, But it was too late. The North soon won the Civil War and the slaves were freed. Yep, they were free now to go chop all the old masters' heads off. And everybody was like, oh no, we're gonna die. But the freed slaves took no revenge. They just wanted to live in peace. But you couldn't convince the white people of this. So they formed the Ku Klux Klan. And in 1871, the same year the Klan became an illegal terrorist organization, another group was founded, the National Rifle Association. Soon politicians passed one of the first gun laws, making it illegal for any black person to own one. It was a great year for America, the KKK and the NRA. Of course, they had nothing to do with each other, and this was just a coincidence. One group legally promoted responsible gun ownership, and the other group shot and lynched black people. And that's the way it was all the way to 1955, when a black woman broke the law by refusing to move to the back of the bus. White people just couldn't believe her. Why won't she move? What's going on? Man, all hell broke loose. Black people everywhere started demanding their rights, and white people had a major freaky field meltdown, and they were all like, run away, run away! And they did. They all ran fleeing to the suburbs where it was all white and safe and clean, and they went out and bought a quarter of a billion guns and put locks on the doors, alarms in the houses, and gates around the neighborhoods. And finally, they were all safe and secure and snug as a bug. And everyone lived happily ever after. And, um, Excuse me. And then, um, Mr. Moore, 
And then, um, uh, you're not the real Michael Moore. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on just one second. My friend, you're, you're, you're part in the. You've got to follow the. I script. know, but I am the you're real Michael Moore. You've got to do this. But you're making money off my films, sir. You're making money off my films. It isn't fair. What to burn bright. Did my heart love till now forswear at sight? For I knew such true beauty till this night. If I profane, funny at all. And you can imagine uh, the sort of PTSD I still suffer when a crazy person in the balcony starts screaming and there's no security. And I'm now thinking in these seconds, what's going to happen to me? I've had to deal with that a lot. Yes. Hey, Mike. I'm uh, Mike Wilson. our introduction didn't go as well as planned. I walked nervously to the back of the arena. How would you feel if you were just shouted down by an Oscar winner with 7,000 fans cheering him on? But outside, some of his fans started to approach me. I thought it took a lot of courage to do it, man. I just wanted to let you know that. I'm a veteran of the Persian Gulf War, and I firmly believe that I may not agree with what you say, but I will fight to the death to defend your right to say it. I think he said fuck you or something. He said some curse words. I don't know. He should not have cursed or... I think uh, I think he said, like, you're what's fucking wrong with America or something like that. And it was kind of upsetting when someone else is from a different perspective is trying to engage in dialogue with him that he very harshly um, ridiculed him and refused to converse. I thought that was kind of bad. I like Michael Moore. I like what he stands for. However, I will give you this. He should have answered your question. And in all honesty, he should also give you the interview, I feel. Simply because of what he did with Charlton Heston during Bullying for Columbine. Um, and, well, and that whole thing, and that whole movie. He should have given you your interview. If you look at the symptoms of uh, narcissistic personality disorder, Michael Moore appears to parallel a lot of them, if not all of them. Uh, the narcissist, the, the personality disorder is governed by an inner self-hate. I am inappropriate. I'm completely inappropriate. So, just the fact that I get to make movies is inappropriate. Which is covered by an enormous ego. 
I'm the biggest selling author in America. I've got the biggest selling watch documentary of all time. I've got 20 million hits a day on my website. How many more people do I need to convince? <laughs> Stop to think about self-hate. What does Michael Moore hate in this world? Himself. Wealthy, white, American males. It's also governed by jealousy, an enormous jealousy. Uh, a person with that disorder will want to run down anyone else who appears heroic or great. Well, what does he campaign against? Charlton Heston, uh, George Bush, anyone in a position of power, Bush's entire cabinet in one book. He's not even friendly with the opposition because he writes hectoring letters to Al Gore, basically saying, you, you're calling on me to save your campaign. You screwed up big time, Al. The only people he can ever back are guys like Ralph Nader who will never succeed and therefore never become a rival of whom he has to be jealous. I'm voting for Ralph Nader because he is the most qualified candidate. And that, again, is the only reason why you should vote for someone for elective office. Ralph can't win! That's not true! If I were running for president, I'm not sure if I would want to have Michael Moore on my side. If I wanted to win... This has to do with the, the Ford Pinto. I'm not sure if you're aware of the recent revelations that have, that have come out about the production of that car. Ford produced it knowing full well that in any rear-end collision, the gas tank would blow up because they had failed to install a $13 plastic block in front of the gas tank. And Ford estimated in an internal memo that that would cost about 200 lives a year. And they estimated further that the cost of each life would be $200,000. They multiplied and they found that the cost of installing those blocks in each of the cars would be more than the cost of saving those 200 lives. And over the past seven years, the car has been produced and over 1,000 lives have been lost. It seems to me that Ford did what would be the right thing according to your policy. And yet that seems to me to be very wrong. Well, let me ask you, let's suppose it would have cost a billion dollars per person. Should Ford have put them in nonetheless? You see, but you're really the only, question of you that. You know that you're really only arguing about price. The print, you're not arguing about principle. You're, no, no, no. Because you Principles cannot, nobody can take the principle. Nobody can accept the principle that, the, that an infinite value should be put on an individual life. Because in order to get the money involved, in order to get the resources involved, it's not money. In order to get the resources, they have to come from somewhere. And you want the policy which is maximizes the situation overall. You cannot accept the situation that a million people should starve in order to provide one person with a car that is completely safe. That's absolutely right. Right. Advantages and therefore, you're not arguing anything about principle. You're just, asking, you're just arguing whether Ford used $200,000 was the right number or not. No, I'm not arguing Suppose that it were two hundred million dollars. No, 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 no. Suppose it were two hundred million dollars, what should Ford have done? Two hundred million dollars for what? Suppose it would have cost two hundred million dollars per life saved. Should Ford still have spent that two hundred million dollars? You mean per that's not the question. That's not really the question. Yes, it is a question. That's not the question. Yes. So that's the principle of the question. That's the only principle involved. I don't know whether Ford did the right came to the, the right answer is, or not. That's the, a question of whether these numbers are valid numbers for the relative costs of different things. You're not arguing about a principle if you once agree with me that Mr. if it had been $200 million, the cost per life save had been $200 million. You would not argue. Any room I'm in in my house, I can, I can produce a weapon. And if you can't do the same thing, you need to think long and hard about why you're such a little pussy. So welcome to my bedroom. Aren't you lucky? Only you 
and every hot chick in the world gets to see this room. A lot of people ask me, well, Andrew, why do you have a machete next to your bed? And my answer is simple. Why wouldn't I have a machete next to my bed? Why don't you have a machete next to your bed? Like, what if someone gets in the house, gets fresh? So yeah, someone knocks on my door in the middle of the night. I have to go answer the door, instantly pick up my machete. And people are, yeah, but that's weird. It's really not weird. I think ahead, motherfucker. I have a machete next to my bed. In fact, there's, a, there's at least one, depending on the room, between one and three machetes hidden in every single room in my house, even bathrooms. Any room I'm in in my house, I can, I can produce a weapon. And if you can't do the same thing, you need to think long and hard about why you're such a little pussy. So some dude, some little pussy ass dude once said to me, yeah, but if it's next to your bed, what if you like upset a girl and she catches you cheating and gets a machete? Bro, there's no female alive, even with a machete, that would stand a chance against the immense power I possess. Have you ever seen a woman try and do anything competently? Like, imagine a girl pick this up. Um, if I pick this up, you ain't fucking with me. I'd have my left hand, I'd still like jab, I'd fucking swing low, take your fucking knee out. You ain't gonna see it coming. What would a woman do? <laughs> slap the machete, slap her in her face. One hand, machete, and then backhand. I perfected this in pimp school. When I got my PhD, we had to practice if a girl comes at you, ah, ah, you cheater, you're cheating. It's bang out the machete, boom in her face, and then grip her up by the neck. Like, shut up, bitch! And then her panties get wet. The machete's on the floor, her panties are all wet. And you go, fuck her. That's how it goes. Slap. Slap, grab, choke, shut up, bitch, sex. Every real G knows these basic moves. These are the basic moves of, of pimping. Fucking some little amateur. What if a girl picks it up? You're a fucking loser. Opinions on Andrew Tate and the masculine movement happening in young men across the globe. Well, I really haven't said anything about Andrew Tate, and I probably won't tonight, but... But, well, I'll make a few comments about the Andrew Tate phenomenon, you know, I would say, is that the mystery is, there is a mystery in relationship to Andrew Tate, and the mystery is, why is he so popular? And I, I think the, part of the reason he's so popular is because he, he doesn't easily bend a knee, so to speak, you know, and it isn't obvious to me that he doesn't bend a knee because of his stellar moral character, but because I'm, I'm, I'm not particularly what would you say, impressed by what he's done on the sex business front. It, it seems to me a bit on the pimpy side, let's say. And I'm not a great admirer of pimps. <laughs> so, wait, even if they're the electronic version. And, uh, and so, you know, but I, I don't know that much about the details of his life, and apart from that, you know, rather casual diagnosis, I'm going to leave it alone. But there is a mystery there, and the mystery is, you know, why has he captured the public imagination? And it's clear that he's become a voice, maybe, you know, maybe like a, like a, a kind of a violent rapper, same sort of attraction to young men. And that attraction is the attraction of what's, what's the alternative to a kind of cringing defeat. What was it like meeting Andrew Tate, our homeboy? <laughs> Shout out to Andrew Tate. Shout out to Andrew Tate. 
okay, I cannot believe people are still asking about this because it was 2018. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting. He has like this huge, or at least at that time, he had this huge setup in Romania uh, with like a pool. And then his brother was there and uh, other dudes that are just constantly on computers doing, doing work yeah, for him. Tristan, yeah, yep, Tristan yep. and Tate. And it was interesting. It was interesting. It went like, there's a lot of controversy online. Was like, oh, you guys hooked up, did that. We didn't. I was interested. He flew me over. And I said yes, because I like, I'm here. I say yes to things. Like I say yes to everything, right? Mm. I, new experiences anyway. Opportunity. Opportunity. I say yes to opportunity. Otherwise, I don't think I'd be where I was, where I am. So we went and saw castles in Romania. Literally, like a monk gave us some whatever they were drinking, some alcohol they were drinking. Literally, was it like, I, yeah, no, it Chocula. wasn't. It was definitely, but like we drove out there in one of his insanely expensive cars. Went to see, <laughs> like, went what, like to see a castle. Forty-five, yeah, forty, yeah, and a Bugatti. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. crazy. I told him he's the person I've met that he looks like a human shark. Like if you look at his eyes. <laughs> no, I literally told him this too. I was like, you have like. You have like shark like eyes. This is crazy. And then, yeah, we drove and saw a castle. I was there for like a what, day. What's the response to that? I got to know the response. Yo, to the big G. Uh, the I, think, big I think like slight entertainment. I don't know. Slight amusement. I okay. Don't know. Anyway. It off. <laughs> Can we talk about two things? Sure. Okay. One, um, I've been getting fairly tortured on Twitter about this Andrew Tate thing. Hmm. Are you okay with addressing that? Sure. Okay. So I think first, before we get started, and I only want to talk about this once because I'm very bored of this, mm -hmm. um, delve into this too much, but I think a bit of clarification on my end. In 2019, I was in Germany and Andrew Tate bought me tickets to fly to Romania to go discuss business and then to fly back to Canada. And the reason I went was because in 2019, when you Googled Andrew Tate, he came up as a millionaire kickboxer. He had ideas about a subscription platform for me and for you. And I think part of the way, because of how, how I grew up, I basically said yes to opportunities and I didn't see a reason to not go talk to a millionaire about how he made money. Mm -hmm. And I also got the benefit of a ticket home. Mm -hmm. And I was also already in Germany. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see a reason not to go. That's also probably partly because I used to say yes to any opportunity, which I also think is part of the reason why I'm successful now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So anyway, um, I went there. From my experience, I met Andrew and I met, met his brother Tristan. They were very nice to me. Mm -hmm. Like They were nice to me. We had a fun time. They're, the reason that there's a rumor, there's a rumor online that we hooked up or we slept together or something, that didn't happen. I've told people that numerous times. It's not like I was a yeah, well, people twenty year old like girl like enamored. Online too. It's one of the things I've really seen that the troll demons like to go after women on that front, right? Welcome to episode 64 of the Michaela Peterson podcast. In this episode, I spoke with Shane Gillis and Matt McCusker of Matt and Shane's secret podcast. Two comedians, one more well-known from being kicked off of SNL before he got on stage. Oh, man. So, What's up? did we? Did I talk to you about JP? No. That was after. Oh, I went, saved so, I went saved and saw it. Jordan Peterson. Awesome. Got to meet him after. Went to the green room to meet the esteemed Dr. Peterson. By the way, that shit ruled. Yeah. It was, like, really good. At first, I went with Francis. Francis has Francis is a book man. High in openness. Yeah. yeah I had to pretend. Francis was like, do you understand this? I was like, yeah, shut up. I'm yeah, listening. Dude. 
No, I didn't understand. <laughs> At one point, he's like, that's a Freudian nightmare, isn't it? And I was like, who the fuck is Freud? <laughs> <laughs> At one point, this is, this is what made me laugh. And I mean this story with all due respect. Sure. Dr. Peters. And Michaela, this is a complete respect. Absolutely. All right, so... I mean, dude, exactly. Yes, tip of the hat. Respectful as hell. To the Canadians. Our neighbor's up north. One of the things he's talking about is how when you look at something, you're always valuing something. So, like, your eyes, you you value things, naturally. Mm-hmm. So, whatever you're looking at, you're valuing that. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. All right, so whatever you're looking at, that's the most, not the most important thing to you, but your eyes, you've decided you're, you've got a value system. Sure. Something moves quickly, you naturally, you look at it, because that's an, it could be a threat, something sure. like that. Anyway, we get done, I'm talking to Michaela and Jordan, and while he's talking to me, I was just looking at Michaela's tits. And it was it was making me laugh so much that I was like, while talking to him, I was like, <laughs> I've assigned value. Andrew Tate, everybody, and his brother. Very good. Let's have that last one. You know, it does kind of suck without him. I do feel bad for him when I watch these old videos, which we do, you know, frequently. I do feel bad that he's got to be in that jail. Wasn't there an update from uh, Tate this week? My Andrew Tate, by the way. Remember when I introduced the world to Andrew Tate? Because of Michaela Peterson, we were doing a little investigation on the meat queen, Michaela Peterson. Remember her? She's everywhere these days. And uh, she was photographed. I wanted to bring this back up. She was photographed with, uh, do we have that photo? Could anybody find that photo? This is how we found out about Tate. She went to Romania. You know, years ago, this is before anybody knew about Tate, before I knew about Tate. She goes to Romania, meets with Andrew Tate. They're in some hookah lounge. And there was this really creepy photo. Andrew Tate was doing something where he looked like he was holding his dick or something like that. And that's what led us to interview andrew tate that's what finally you know we go who is this guy does he know anything about michaela is michaela going to romania to learn from this guy how to start her uh you know lion diet club did she want to learn from him you know he's in the webcam business at that time did she go to meet him for some sort of business meeting uh did we find the picture it's coming up hello I, I got you. You're good. It's a next step. Next step. Okay. Look at this, because uh, uh, I wanted to bring this this back up here. Um, yeah, that's not the picture I'm talking about, but this will work. Um, Wait, there's two. There should be two. Okay, yeah, it's only giving me one oh, really? right now. If yeah. Okay, I got it. I got okay, it. great. Great, here he comes. Remember this picture. So this is how we found out about Andrew Tate. We were looking into Michaela. And we see this picture of the two of them in Romania. You know, we go, why is she there? But I'm thinking about this picture last week after all the stuff, you know, Tate's in jail now. All these bad tapes, uh, Tate's tapes about Tate are coming out. And I'm thinking back, why was Jordan Peterson's daughter, Michaela, visiting Andrew Tate? Uh, shouldn't this be re-looked into? <laughs> What was the reason? What did he say? You know, Jules, when we had him on the show, what did he say the reason she was there for? 
was. I don't think he really gave a reason. He remember, we were asking him all sorts of questions about Michaela. I you think know, he just vaguely said that she was visiting as a. Does friend anyone or in something? our chat know? Does anyone in our chat remember why was Michaela Peterson in Romania visiting Andrew Tate? I mean, maybe this 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 uh, this thing needs to be reopened here. Maybe oh, yeah, we got to look back into this. When Hassan was watching some clip of this video what was that oh yeah where it had all these girls and it was like you can be a famous model let me yeah. see if i can find this yeah, Hold see on if you could find that and then oh yeah i have it here it's in the same thing sure okay and uh, we were like was this what mckayla <laughs> well obviously we don't think she was going there to be a model but i think she went there to learn his techniques and bring them back to the states and use them against her own you know, unwilling uh, supporters. Could it be that she was, you know, go, goes to visit Tate? He teaches her the ways of the pyramid. She comes back and she's using those techniques now on her own. Someone says he said it was strictly business and advice. Well, business and advice, that can't be good. Someone he, else says there's a vid where she confirms he was helping her with her sight. Look at that. Now, why would you go? Listen to this, though. <laughs> listen to this. This is still. Jordan Peterson's daughter, would you fly to Romania to get, I, I mean, think about all the websites that are started here. You usually don't fly to Romania and get advice from a guy like that when you're starting a website, unless it's how do you build a website that's crooked? You know, how do I con people without getting caught? I'd go see Andrew Tate. That's the kind of stuff I wanted to learn. Otherwise, you know, there are many people in the States, even on Fiverr now, you can get a lot of people to know about websites. Uh, okay, what time code am I going to in this Hassan? And we love Hassan over here <laughs> so much. Digging back in, Michaela. We're reopening the case. Why is he not in dedicated members of staff promoting you 24 hours. Is this good? The earning potential is unlimited. Model Stars has three studios, New York City, Koh Samui, Thailand, and Budapest in the heart of Europe. Each studio has okay, a... So explain, what video is Hassan watching right here? This was like a uh, video that Tate put out f to get models? I guess so. Okay, so this is like some weird video that this Tate was using. This is the video that reminded us. It seemed like it was around the same time. But this video is a video that Tate produced years ago. I to send so. out to my... Well, I mean, it is or it isn't. It, it is. That's what Hassan is saying, so, okay. at least. Well, it, <laughs> it is. can be trusted. <laughs> That's what it is. I'm just confirming that. So this it's this video, this promotional video that Tate put out, and he sent out to all these women to get them uh, to join the cam girl business in this voiceover is explaining how it's done. I think we should hear this. And see if it has anything to do with, you know, what maybe Michaela's got cooking right now. Model Stars has three studios. New York City, Koh Samui, Thailand, and Budapest. Look at this asshole. He just sits there and eats. Each studio has only 10 girls, earning a minimum of £4,000 a month. After one year, the average salary is over £7,000 per month. All of our studios offer top quality accommodation Whoa. in a female-only business. Female management and support team ensures that women have make streamers look bad. All these push streamers that were with traffickers, brother. I don't know what to tell you. Other Why than does Hassan gotta keep saying brother? That really bothers me. If you caught people saying this, even Ethan Klein's been saying brother lately. 
I don't like when these little fads start picking up and everybody starts talking with these new terms. I will be gooning all over the office, goon squad. No! We got uh, not the goon squad. We got AA Ron with twenty bucks. Hey Sam, love your content. What's your thoughts on Jordan Peterson going to Romania and hanging out with Andrew Tate? I think it's trashy and she's trashy. I listen. I think he means Jordan Peterson's daughter. Yeah, dude. Come on. Private. It's their private life. Don't worry. No, listen. I think um, Jordan Peterson, you you should cut him some slack because he's a boomer. And um, he's. I I don't. I think that when people. How old is he? 85 years old? How old is JP? (laughs) 61. Okay, I thought he was 89 years old. When people get to be 89 years old, though, I think he's done enough to on-ramp people. Well, my my first hunch is that he's done enough to on-ramp people into the world of where they belong. That he should be cut, that uh, people should cut him some slack. Um, but the counter-argument to that is that he's a, a uh, Zionist pressure release valve, which, you know could also be true. Uh, I, choo- I choose to just focus on if, he's, if he says something useful to use it. Um, but uh, by and large, I don't, I don't think that he's... I just don't really pay attention to him. I, I don't think... I think, I, I think probably... It's probably, probably wrong to abuse the guy on Twitter. But he does have some, some piss-poor takes... Uh, Probably every take at this point is um, like <clears throat> poo poo potty piss. <clears throat> the thing here's the thing about Jordan Peterson, um, and I don't give a shit. He's retweeting the trans sports movie. I don't give a shit about his daughter. I don't give a shit about anybody's daughter. I don't give a shit about Jocko Willing's daughter. I super don't give a shit about Jocko Willing's daughter. Um. Do you see? There's a clip of him on uh, Instagram. Do you see that one? No. I don't know where it is, but he's. It was. I think it was Thanksgiving, and Jocko's like, "I'm here with my daughter. My daughter has something to say to me. What is it, my daughter?" And she's like, "Thanks, Dad." And he says, "She's thanking me because I just smashed her." In was, in sports. In sports, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like twenty people sent me that. Sent me that clip. I don't give a shit. Listen, I don't think if there's somebody you're ideologically for or against, I don't think you should attack their family or hold their family because fucking, it's just it just makes it too complicated. Especially holding women to any kind of standard. Forget about it. If there's a guy you like, I guarantee Donald Trump. Let's find. Let's see what Tiffany Trump's up to right now. I guarantee, dude. Any any guy you like, there's a there's a girl on the perhippery. That you can point to and go, oh look, dude, he didn't, he didn't, uh, he's got this girl hanging around. Big fucking deal, man. Girls are like, they're just screwballs. So fuck it, who cares? I don't care about Jordan Peterson's daughter. I give him a pass for that. But he did say, but Jordan Peterson, he is, he's not, he's not, he's he's not. not. Because listen, his thing, one of his big things from a while back, 
one of his big things was um, that if you solve world hunger, that would that feed, providing more food for Africans that's the key to sort of solving the world puzzle. This was one of his big serious postulations from his old videos. If you provide food for Africans, what that will do is that will get rid of malnourishment in Africa. And because when you're malnourished, you have, you, it leads to lower IQ, you would have higher IQ in African children, and you would have a flourishing of world geniuses from Africa. Okay. And that would save the world. And that was like Jordan Peterson's like, I've solved the puzzle. That was his, that was his puzzle solving Part of the reason that people like Andrew Tate are so attractive to young guys is because they do put up that false confidence. It's, Tate's a complicated guy because it's not all false, you know. Real people are complicated the way that, like, villains in, in comic books aren't. Tate's a fighter. It's clearly the case that he's got a certain degree of physical bravery. That's real. There's an element of what he says that's very attractive to bedroom basement dwelling losers because he's at least there out in the world, you know, taking the blows and he's got a fast car and he's flashy and he's attracted to women. But a lot of what he's done, especially with women, doesn't just border into the psychopathic, it crosses the line. And that's not a good model. It's not an optimal model for people who are trying to progress. But it's a strange thing because just as cynicism is an improvement over naivety, right, the capacity to be dark is an improvement over the lack of ability to be dark at all. And so Tate is attractive in the way that the shadow beckons to people who are undeveloped, right? Because it does. It's like you're neurotic and you're dependent and you're repressed because you're immature and harmless. Well, one way out of that is to stop being harmless. And one of the things you can say about Tate is that he's not harmless. Right. Well, that's, that's a, it's a virtue. Now, it's a virtue that has to be bracketed. It's like cynicism is a virtue compared to naivety, but it's not, it's not virtuous in and of itself. It's a step on the way. And so maybe you can learn how to feign confidence and you can learn how that works and maybe that's an improvement. I had a guy in my clinical practice who got involved with the pickup artist community and he told me, taught me a lot about it. And one of the exercises that their initiates had to do was to go out and ask 50 women for their phone number in one day. And that's a great exercise, getting over your fear of rejection, right? Yeah. And 50 times will do that because you're going to get rejected, likely 50 times. Although generally that wasn't people's experience, you yeah. know, if, if they were even vaguely skilled, they'd at least get a false phone number out of the deal. But then they could, they learned that the rejection wasn't as catastrophic as they thought. But Correct. more importantly, they learned that they could continue moving forward in the face of rejection. Very excited to be working together again, Jordan. A uh, bit of a departure from the usual in the publishing house. Maybe just wanted to get into your creative process of what you were thinking when you wrote 12 Rules for Crushing Pussy. Well, I've spent some time on the internet and it opened my bloody eyes to what these 304s are up to. You mentioned 304s. Pose. Huh. They're sixes. It's like they think they deserve a millionaire. Yeah, I don't know if I follow. They need to learn the harsh reality that I shouldn't be obligated to call them in the morning. And it's not because my phone's broken. It works just fine. Yeah, I feel like we just had a pretty good thing going on here with the postmodernism, trans stuff, telling the truth. Well, why don't you ask a girl her body count and see who's actually telling the truth? Mm -hmm. Quite the opposite of it. Women crave leadership and dominance from a high-value man. 
And I'm a high value man, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, so are we just trying to get away from the whole traditional conservative value? Well, it's not obvious I shouldn't be allowed to get some side tail. It's in our innate nature to lay pipe. Even the words lay and pipe have Jungian connotation. But you're a married man. Well, sure, you're gonna get some pushback from your wife, like, who is this girl? Why are you cheating on me? But what is cheating, really? What precisely do you mean by the word who? Yeah, I don't... What do you mean by me? Hmm. No, really, it's a complicated problem. We're not going to solve it overnight. Then you do decide to leave me. What happens then? You end up with some soy boy who's begging you to recycle? Well, good luck with that. Yeah, I just feel like we're messing with a money printer here. These hoes ain't loyal. Okay. Sometimes you find out she wasn't even yours to begin with. It was just your turn. And now that it's JP's turn with your girl, that's a hard pill to swallow. I go over that in my chapter, The Art of the Steal. Yeah, about that. I don't know if your audience is gonna love you talking about stealing their women. The girls don't belong to you anyway. They're for the streets. And why shouldn't Top P get a taste? A taste? These women like to pretend that they're not like other girls. But I've got news for you. You're exactly like other girls. And I'll be damned if I have to pretend that you're special. Yeah, Jordan, let me ask you a quick question. Have you by chance been listening to Andrew Tate recently? Or Kevin Samuels? No. Not familiar. Because you had a whole chapter called Maps of Meeting, which sounds like you, but then it's just a map of clubs you can meet thoughts in Miami. Okay, I'll admit it. The kids aren't listening to Peterson anymore. I'm trying to get with the times. I was on top of the world when the postmodernists were crazy, and now it just feels like everyone's crazy and every man's out there for himself. The kids don't want to make their bed. They want a Bugatti. I'm tired of being the gateway to these other guys. I don't want to be the training wheels anymore. I want to be the main course. I help them get their life together. And once it's together, they just want to get rich and go have indiscriminate sexual escapades. Yeah, I hear you. But what if we just get back to basics? I mean, this lobster stuff was getting memed right and left, and it converts to sales. The kids now think lobsters are gay. It's all wolves and sheep. They want to be told to leave their fugly wives for harder ones. But there's nothing wrong with staying with your fugly wife. Yeah, ex exactly that. And also telling the moral relativists to screw themselves. There was a time when TikTok was flooded with my spicy quotes. Now everyone is just so much spicier. Look at what someone tweeted at me. 2016 call. They want their takes back. They don't even protest me at my shows anymore. Oh look, there I go, crying again. The commentators are gonna have a field day with this one. They think crying is for women and children now. Oh, maybe I should just go full Muslim. They can't attack that. I think I speak on behalf of this publishing house when I say that we're totally fine with you just being vaguely Christian. You think so? I know so. You know, I almost shaved my head. You know how much I paid for this do and I just almost shaved it right off. I don't want to tweet about getting rich. I, I want to tweet about Justin Trudeau being bad. Oh, these benzos have got me all mixed up. I gotta go. Shitmyass.com. 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 Shitmyass.com.